French almond mocha. I want you to solve my murder. But you're not dead. I will be. Hello, and welcome to Behold the Forever Vacuum, the shedding werewolf of Ramjack. Hello everyone, I am Alex, and joining me today in Ramjack Studio B is, of course, Brad. Hey, pal. Hey, Brad. Hey. Happy holidays. Happy holidays. Ooh, scary monsters. Guys, we hope you're enjoying October oh. as much as we are. Nice and cool. Yeah. Feels like fall. It really is getting a lot colder here. I feel my spirits lifting. Um, you know what else it is time for? Oh, uh, what time? What time is it? It is time for McDonald's, um, oh, I guess they're... It's time for McDonald's Monopoly? I forgot what Monopoly was for a second. I had, to, I had, I was looking at the Monopoly man thinking, what game is he from? Oh, Alex came prepared to the studio with his favorite meal. Yeah, um, and I thought really quick at the top of the show, I, I would see if I'm a winner. Oh, let's find out. It says one in four win, Brad. One in four I, win. I if per- you win big bucks, uh, remember your friends. Oh, yeah, well, how your, can I forget them? Remember, right here. Remember your podcast pal. All right. Singular. It says go play more once you lift it off. All right, I got it. In Lois Avenue, not winning anything. Oh. I don't. I feel literally good about this. All right, I feel, I'm, I feel I'm good like, too. I feel it in my heart. I feel it in my heart and in my esophagus. All right. And oh, oh, oh! I, I'm a winner. Winner. I just won a quarter pounder with cheese. Oh, you were gonna cash in on that. That's your it, favorite. I'm not really a huge fan of the quarter pounder, but it works. It's a you, lot of burger to get down. Well, listen, Alex, you need variety in your McDonald's meals because you have so many of them. Because um, you love that shit. That is true. You do. Um, and I'm a winner. I just thought I'd reiterate that. I won. Congrats. I did it. I Alex, did it. you're also a winner. Um, what, look what's back in the studio. No fucking way. I have some. Uh, Dove Raspberry Dark Chocolate Swirl. Now this is going to be a treat. Oh. Because they changed the promises in every one of these. Uh-huh. Every, a a long time listeners will know of a while when Alex was uh, all up into buying some Dove Promises. Oh, yeah. And we would read the Dove Promise uh, uh, inspirational messages on, on the podcast. We're gonna do that again today. We're gonna do it. We're gonna do it today. This is serious stuff. This we're just uh, we're getting into it, guys. Oh, it's just. Let's get into these dove promises. Let's get real for First a of all, these these just look wonderful. I love the I love the squirrel. The bottom of it is crazy looking. That looks like a time tunnel. It looks like a time tunnel. It does look like a 3D like optical illusion thing. Mm-hmm. Or like a weird thing from like a, a Danny Elfman or like a Tim Burtonish thing from the 80s. Sure. It's a dead man's candy. Who cares oh. for more? God damn. Mm, delicious. Got a promise for you. Alright. The more you praise and celebrate your life. The more there is in life to celebrate. Whoa. Eh, maybe. The more you praise and celebrate your life. The more you'll find excuses to praise and celebrate things? Isn't that just like a... That's like a self-fulfilling promise in a way. Yeah. Bullshit. I'm going to celebrate. So I'm going to find things to celebrate. Mine is very interesting, Brad. Okay. You are exactly where you are supposed to be. (laughs) (laughs) Oh! Ta-da! Da-damn, Dove! Oh! Every time, man. Not only are you exactly where you were supposed to be, you were 20 minutes early to record for the first time ever. I really thought that we were recording it too, and that was 10 minutes <laughs> <Right>. late. <laughs> I was shocked for a second, and then I found out, oh, you just had the wrong time, and we're only 10 minutes late. Wrong time. Which is still, like, impressive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, guys. I... Um, I have a couple from earlier this week that I, that I saved. All right. Smiling is free. Free. It really is free. Don't have to pay for that shit. Not a cent. Also, 
Your smile lights up the room. <laughs> so apparently, smiles are free energy. That's free tech. That's, yeah. They're free, and they can light up a room. Wow. We should probably get into that. We should definitely get into that. I know those halogen bulbs are saving a lot of energy, but I got a better solution. How about you just smile? How about you just flash some pearly whites? You know, that is not a bad idea. Why aren't we using smile tech more? Because I guess the... Um, the ratio of energy you'd have to expel, or like the actual light that emits from your smile, mm-hmm. maybe just like it might take all like seven, maybe eight billion of us on the planet to get together and we all smile and it just like barely lights it up. Right. Maybe it's just not a bright light um, yet. I see. Can we can we build something to like I don't know maybe to amp up our our smile oh, smile tech? We could genetically engineer shit. Let's just start. <sighs> Let's genetically engineer a smile. Let's hack our genome. I just know at what point can I hook up a, a Tony Stark Iron Man suit to my smiles? <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you don't need that thing in your chest. You had the, the whole. You just gotta smile. Quit being so snarky all the time. Oh, just smile. Just it up. smile, dude. You're not gonna run out of power. Just put, just smile a little bit. You know how much I wish that was in the new Iron Man movie, like <laughs> Iron Man Three: The Smile. I'm running out of power. I'm running out of power. Tony, Tony, just smile. What? Just smile. Hmm? <laughs> like an eruption comes. It's just like the rockets come back on. I'm yeah. coming. It's like. Woo. That's that's him be and Pepper were in free fall. She's the one talking yes, to him, yes. and then like he could, smiles for the could, first time. God could damn we bring up something like like those like those uh, those uh, um, those teeth guard things for like people that, that grind their teeth at night to put to force your face into a smile at night, and then we can just then we can be powering things up in our sleep, just Whoa. smiling in our sleep. I want one of those guards with like one of those new iPod charger things like mm-hmm. hooked into it. You just like plug yeah. it in. Yeah, I'm powering my iPod in my sleep with my smiles. Is gonna change everything. Nap time at like kindergarten because kids smile all the time. Kids love smiling. They haven't been you know beaten down by the world or like oh, they still just have like so much hope. You lucky fucking children. They have no idea. You lucky little bastards. Hey, nap time, kids. Don't forget to put in your mouth guard. <laughs> they like put it in and they're just yes. like dreaming like so happy like ah. Oh, let's just or, like because they can't really close their mouths because right. they got the guard in there. Yeah. And then you'll plug it in and then that powers New York. Oh, children that take naps and we're power. Let's just use children as a power source with their Let's smiles. We really should have them where, like... We just we solve problems on Ramjack. Guys, thank you. If this is your first episode of Ramjack, we welcome you. We thank you for listening. And but congratulations. Just, just know, yes, you have found a podcast that... Is better than other podcasts. Maybe. Definitely. Yeah. Um, but we solve problems, mm-hmm. and we also um, take the time... To just examine culture, mm-hmm. and we have a real treat for you today. Later oh, on the show, guys. Such a treat. First, are your teens going to rape other teens? Mm-hmm. Mm, more on that later in the Belvedere uh, episode recap. And oh. also, uh, how do we approach the the? Oh man, have you uh, have you recognized any Egyptian dust lately? Hmm. Give it a listen. Maybe you will. Yeah, Brad is of course talking about when we review <laughs> Maywatch nights. Which was the first episode of Nights I actually watched all the way through, yeah. and fuck. It was a classic. Guys, I, yeah, we're going to get to that in a minute, but there's definitely. a lot of other stuff definitely. to cover. Definitely. Um, um, can we just, can I give an update on the Curse of Sutak? Oh, yes. Guys, Brad was accosted on the street by an actual Egyptian curse. Right. Like, we, literally. We talked about this on the last yeah. episode. Um, the Curse of Sutak is continued. Um, if you remember a couple episodes ago, when my television died. Yeah. 
uh, Vizio first told me it would be three days, then they sent me an email saying it would be up to five days. Well, after the five days, I called, and they said, oh, well, they're gonna contact you in two more days. I was like, oh, fuck this shit. I sent some angry tweets to, to Vizio. They sent a robot spam thing to like, oh, what's your case number? I sent it and they never got back to me. Eventually they were like, oh, you should contact our support line. Hey, robot, I already know that. Gotta <laughs> make robots smarter. So the two days passed and I get in touch again. And they're like, oh, well, it'll be two more days. I was like, what are you, what are you talking about? You've given me this song and dance a few times now. So. So you took it to Vizio. You went to the headquarters. So I, I got back on Friday. I'm like, okay. Your time has been up. This is the worst customer experience I have ever had, ever. You're terrible. Fix this. And they're like, well, uh, oh, well, we can give you the number to call for the HD repair. The HD repair people were the people that were supposed to call me so they could schedule a time to come in and look or fix my television. And like, yeah, why couldn't you have just given me the number to them to begin with? I could have just called them and scheduled this two weeks ago. Makes no sense. Well, it makes sense in the... In- in light of the curse that attacks well, it's your life. the curse of Sutek, of course. Um, but not normal. I mean, in normal circumstances, no, that doesn't make any sense. Doesn't of make any they sense. Give you the number. But of course, when you're um, falling under the curse of Sutek, this is what happens. Shit happens, man. Oh, it's crazy. So, I call them, and they're like, "Oh yeah, Vizio uh, said that this couldn't be repaired, and uh, they told us to cancel cancel the work order." What? Two weeks ago. Two weeks what? ago. <laughs> so this has never been a thing. Never. It's never been a thing. So I mean, I'm back on the, the, the Vizio support line. And they're like, oh, oh. And and somehow, like, I got the same person. No, that's... That's crazy. That's crazy. It was, and it was, that it, almost seems like the curse was wearing off at that point. Hey, because J- Jackson in South Dakota. He's probably in his mind like, oh, fuck. Like he's mouthing, oh, fuck, to another operator right beside yeah. him. I'm like, oh, I got the same guy. Shit. It's like, oh, I just talked to you three minutes ago. Were you able to get hold of HD repair? And I was like, yes. And they told me that you canceled it two weeks ago. I'm like, oh, let me check on that. So he goes away for a few minutes. Um, to get coffee, just to yeah, talk just, with just his to hang. Be like, ha ha ha, I got him. <laughs> I was like, oh yes, it seems that uh, it seems that uh, they were out of the parts that they needed to repair your television. I'm like, they didn't nope. even fucking look at my television. What are you fucking talking about? All we know is all you people know is that it doesn't power on. <laughs> How do you know which parts it needs? Uh, maybe it's a, a, a problem they have a lot, and they realize, like, shit, we I don't know. Part but I, I'm, in the runaround. Cancel it. Like, And they're like, oh, but they, they didn't tell us that they canceled the order. Um, You canceled the order. Vizio canceled the order. Jackson canceled that order. Jackson himself Jackson, canceled the order. Yeah, he canceled it. Listen, Jackson, you fuck. <laughs> We're on to you, Jackson. Yeah. Like, uh, let me check into this, blah, blah, blah. And, like, he goes away for, like, a few more minutes. Meanwhile, I'm pissed off. I'm, like, tweeting, fuck you, Vizio. Fuck you, Vizio support. Um, I can't believe you, and I went to the whole thing. And then I get an email. Oh. Um, I'm still waiting for Jackson to come back, by the way. Um, I get an email that, um, Vizio and Vizio support have banned me on Twitter for my use of abusive language. Oh, shit. That is ridiculous. Wait, they banned you on Twitter? They banned me on Twitter. Like, you just can't tweet at them, or they just banned you from Twitter? No, no, they can't ban me from Twitter. I was going to say, Twitter isn't giving that kind of power. No, t- they this ain't no YouTube, <laughs> no, no, like, no, 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 movie no. bullshit. No, I own Twitter. They ain't going to fucking ban me. So I, they rule, just... I rule the school on Twitter. So what did um, they do? So, I mean, no, so, so, so I can no longer communicate with Vizio and Vizio support, and they can no longer see my tweets. See, now that is bullshit, because first off, be accountable for your shitty actions. Yeah. 
It's your shit that did this. They said they're gonna review it. That's just that they immediately have um, the robot that responds to things, um, you know, block it. I, and I don't care if the robot blocks me or not. I just care um, that other people see the, how pissed off I, I was. You think video. the robot actually like can't like it's all the robot's fault? Like maybe he canceled the order. Mm, hello, Brad. Yes, we'll take care of it. I'm going to cancel the order. <laughs> like even Jackson's like, well, this yeah. is weird. Like the computer well, screen blinked like, and then. Um, I, if you're not tech savvy enough to know this, if you have any sort of problems with with a device or tech or a service, you gotta complain about it on Twitter. Oh, all social media. They're because, watching. Yeah, because they're watching and they will have a robot respond to you, but they'll respond to you sometimes quicker or they'll, they'll hook you up because they don't want bad press out there. It's Which a, is it's, one of the best things we ever did in tech. It's really great. Like, I love that. Like, you can always get help. Like... I, I remember somebody was having trouble with a Roku box one time, and they were like, does anyone know how to do this? And they hadn't put the at Roku. And so when I replied, I made sure to put the at Roku so they saw it, and they immediately jumped on and helped the person. That is awesome. Yeah. That's putting power in the people's hands. Exactly. I love that we shit. We should do that with everything. But these fuckers, they banned me for offensive language. I, I'm a... I'm a, I'm a... I'm kind of shocked that there aren't holes in your walls because that would, I know few things make you more mad than just crazy censorship for no reason. I do, the the idea of censorship of language because they're arbitrary bad words. Oh, they're curse words. They're bad words. Fuck those cunts. Say it again, man. Get it out there. Vizio, you're on watch. I'm just saying that right now. Vizio, you goddamn motherfucking yokel cunt shit-eating <laughs> bastards. I think yokel cunt is my favorite insult. It's, it's my, it's, yeah, I coined that one. I'm very proud of it. Yokel cunt. They are fucking yokel cunts. <laughs> Two weeks giving you the runaround. The robots are doing shit they don't even know about. And this fucking Jackson in Florida. Oh, fuck you, Jackson. I say, is he in Florida? I just assume the call center is in He's in South Florida. Dakota. Okay, South... Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes sense, too. Oh, he's, probably, he's probably not Jackson. He's probably not in South Dakota. It's, a, it's an online chat. It's the robot again. But, it's the, but it's the same <laughs> online chat. Which, how do you get the same person? That's crazy. Okay, so finally, eventually Jackson rolls back and he's like, Oh, yes, yeah, uh, well, it seems that the parts weren't in stock, blah, 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 blah. He's like, um... Well, what we can do is uh, have have a new we'll uh, have a new one sent out at no charge to you. Uh, they'll call you in five to seven days, um, and they will they will bring it into your home. They will set it up for you, and remove the the old um, television. Not good enough. And I was like, um, will this be the exact same model? You know, because I want to make sure you're not trying to you know fuck me up. Because I need I need I need well I need three dimensions. I need a good working set. I was very I love my television. I love my Jeff Gordon NASCAR television. <laughs> <laughs> That car television that's, that's coming a, at you at a high velocity. I, I need my three dimensions. I, I. It's a fun time, man. Yeah, it's so much fun having a three D TV. Playing Mortal Kombat in three D, that's fun. Dude, seeing old episodes of Beverly and Say by the Bell when they, as they were intended yeah. to be at a larger format. Yeah, and is you, also amazing. You guys, you all remember the the ordeal we went through to get this television? Yeah. Like I, at this point, I'm mad at them. Yeah. You remember all the wheeling and dealing we did too, and got like a crazy deal Dude, on it too. Yeah, we were all over the place. It was we an went adventure. All over the city. Yeah, but we ended up getting like I got a super awesome TV for super cheap. Yeah, and should get a free one from Vizio. Well, because they're the ones fucking it up. Well, here's the thing: I argued them into upgrading me. Nice. So I'm going from a 42 inch to a 47 inch. That is awesome. Bam! Wheeling and dealing. And your conversation will be forever in the records of like, guys, we got looped. Yeah. We tried to give him another round, and we actually gave him a better television. <laughs> so, like, honestly, like, if we forget all the the issues that I've had to deal with and the being banned for bad words, which, fuck that fucking shit, you motherfuckers. If you look past all that and just look at the big picture, 
we'll oh. remember that after a long again, it's only it, it takes a long time for shit to work out for me. And Brad, we're gonna be looking at that big picture. Oh yeah, so we rust. are. Um, it takes a long time for shit to work out for me, but when it does, it's usually pretty good. Brad, you have amazing luck and terrible circumstances. Yeah, I mean, I mean, obviously, I mean, it's extremes. Yeah. It's only extremes in my life. You deal with extremes in your but life. But we spent an entire evening, and I ended up getting a super awesome TV for super cheap. Like this TV was like six hundred and sixty-five dollars or something. Yeah, and guys, that's a good deal on a three D television that's this big. That's because they they rung it up as the wrong television. And guess what? Yeah. Well, it wasn't a dude. Yeah, he, we talked yeah, about the circumstances around did, that. Yeah. But also, you've paid the same price for a 47-inch version of this television. That's right. And no cost to you, and other no than cost. your time. And no cost and, to me. And your emotion. And I, I've your dealt energy. with stress. Yeah. I. I mean, and like I've been stuck with this little 12-inch thing for like two weeks now. Well, I haven't been able to watch Parks and Rec for two weeks. Let Vizio upgrade you. Are you gonna go back on Twitter and tell him what's up? Like Vizio, you sons of bitches. You censored me, but you did hook me up with a big television. Twist part! <laughs> I, only, I only paid 600 bucks for that 47-inch. <laughs> no, I'm not going to go back on, because they still censored me for arbitrary language. And that, Vizio? And listen. Because I know they're scouting the internet for podcasts or anything that mentions mm, Vizio. Vizio, right, right. that's why Brad's not going to go on there and tell you how you hooked him up, because you censored like, him for no reason. I, di- I didn't mention that they, they were hooking me up, but I'm not going to go sing their praises all over the place, because I, there is nothing... I hate more. Well, there are things I hate more. But on the short list of things that immediately enrage me, arbitrary language censorship is pretty much near the top. As it should be. It's It makes no sense. Like, real, what is... What's the reasoning? Oh, dude. There is none. Like, oh, no, what if the children hear it? What if the children hear it? Well, you, they might repeat it. What if they do? Well, they could get in trouble. By who? So, who, who are they getting if, in trouble if by? If society is wrong about something, then society is wrong... I don't. I don't need to placate other people's needs to have not bad words said. It it doesn't matter. A child shouldn't get in trouble for saying a word. It's a fucking word. All words have meaning and proper uses. Yeah. And if you're curtailing someone's felicity of language, you're curtailing their ability to fully express themselves. Every word has a very specific use. And if I need to say fuck you. That has a different meaning than, I don't approve of you strongly. You exactly. Just, you have to use the right words. And Teach the children that. It's fine. Yes. And people are like, and then, this is what I hate, is people are like, well, if, if there's no problems with everyone saying it, and everyone just says them, then they'll lose their meaning. Then what's your complaint? Dude. Then what is your complaint? Duh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> there's been a lot of, in my, in my personal life, there's a lot of stuff that's happening in the last couple of weeks. That has to deal with the semantics of words that is pissing me off in a similar method and vein to this. So, yes, Brad, I totally, I mean, obviously we understand. Right. We support you in your war against Vizio and your war against people who are idiots that don't yes. understand that words are words. And they have an appropriate place in language. Yes. And that you shouldn't censure people only because censoring... they're dirty, bad words. Ugh. And I bid quotations in the air for that. Fuck you, people. And fuck, fuck you, Vizio. Fuck you, yokel cunts. Thank you. I want to work that into an insult, but cunt is a strong word for people who aren't on the same level as, I guess, us in language. And I don't think, I've never been hurt in a way recently that I would ever, I say hurt, or move to an emotion or anger to where I would want to use yokel cunt to anyone yet. Yeah, man, I'm sorry about the whole Vizio sitch. <sighs> it was an adventure. It's the curse well, of Sutak. Well, okay, that being said, it is the month of Halloween, and I, until that television's here and I can see it, 
Yeah, we'll it, it's not here yet. Five to, seven, five to seven days in Vizio time means like two to five years. Yeah, so you might see it next year. Right. Next Halloween, there you go. But we'll keep us posted on this, Brad, because we'll I do. we gotta we gotta I personally need to know what's up on this Sutek curse. Yeah. Just in case any of us are ever cursed. Defo. On multiple fronts. Guys, um there's some more science news this week. Science news. Science news with animal facts. Get those get those belt and suspenders up. Those bracers. Because you're gonna get your science pants on. Um there's a mouse in Africa. That has crazy regenerative powers. A mouse in Africa. Has yeah, crazy there's a single mouse. <laughs> um, no, there's a there's a species of mouse which they call the spiny the spiny skinned mouse. Okay. The spiny skinned mouse. Oh, of course. Um, it can regrow its skin. Whoa. Well, can we all regrow our skin? Not to, to this level. Um, it has a defense mechanism in the wild where if something bites it, mm-hmm. it will run away and rip its flesh off in an attempt to get away so that it doesn't get eaten. So if a little snake in Africa is like, ooh, I'm, I'm evading the honey badger, I'm not going to get got, ha <laughs> I'm going to get this mouse, bites into it, and the mouse is like, fuck you, and just runs, rips its own flesh off, and the snake's just left with skin. It's like, can I, can what? I just, can I just explain the cartoon in my head of a mouse gets a bit, and then runs, and, leave, and a little skeleton runs away, and like a, <laughs> a little skin just, whoop. And the, and the snake's like, what? We're going to, we're going to, we're going to. Um, and it turns out that it, this is its defense mechanism, and it's unlike any other mammal we've ever seen because yeah, no other mammal wacky. does this. Yeah, because you get your skin. And afterwards, it grows its skin back. Like where there was no flesh, where it was ripped off, mm-hmm. it completely comes black. It it grows follicles back if there's hair there. It grows nails back if it loses that. Like it it regenerates. It's like a Wolverine mouse. They should not call it the Spiny Mouse. I don't know why they call it the Spiny Mouse. Mm-hmm. They should call it the Wolverine Mouse. It's a Wolverine Mouse. They should call it uh, Weapon X Mouse. Weapon X Mouse. So they're already thinking this is awesome because, of course, there are other creatures, mostly aquatic, that will regenerate things. Or, like, even salamanders will regenerate tails or whatever, lizards. Sure. This is the first time we've seen mammals that are highly evolved that have this kind of a mechanism. And they're gonna they're gonna go crazy with it. They're, pretty soon, guys are gonna be able to regrow everything. Gonna have it all. Just let you know. Wow, that's pretty cool. Ten years, magazines won't exist, but you may be able to grow your hair back. Definitely. You may be able to like I don't know, grow your skin back. Who knows? Hey, I'm sick of this skin. Give me new skin. Bloop. Grew back. Stay on the spiny mouse stuff. But it's a little weird because when they were doing tests on this thing, um, I want to say this was, which university was this that was doing all of these tests? Uh, there were two articles about it published in Nature uh, for those who want to fact check me, and you should fact check me because Defo. we've been we've been, some of us have been duped by tape before, like high tech tape. Yeah. Um, oh, University of Florida. Oh, okay. That kind of automatically kind of gets, Florida. Oh, no. Um, and I want to say they were somewhere in Michigan, maybe? Anyway, Florida Post Office can't even get their mail straightened out. Fucking assholes. Why didn't you deliver my mail? <laughs> that is sorry, weird. Sorry, Des. So sorry, I, Des. I have no idea. I receive everything in my P.O. box. I've had no trouble. Don't know why that did not come through. We're going to we're gonna investigate that. Um, there's something else about this mouse is that its skin is described as brittle, which is why it can just kind of like be kind of ripped off also. Ew. It's a defense mechanism. We're not going to have brittle skin, guys. No worries. I don't want brittle skin. It's not, a, it's not a conspiracy by like Oof. the lotion companies to like give you brittle skin. Uh, yeah, I can Oof. regenerate it, but you're going to have to wear lotion all the time. Ooh. That's gonna be weird. It's like old people skin. Um, yeah. So instead of growing scar tissue like we do or other mammals, this mouse just regrows its skin back. Like no big deal. Yeah, but it's shitty brittle skin. <laughs> it can lose up to sixty percent of its skin and still grow back fine. That's a lot of That's skin. That's a lot man. of skin to lose. Um. Okay. During the tests, they basically just ripped the skin off of mice in the laboratory. 
They used, um, they would punch gauges in its ears and stuff. Ooh. It's kind of weird that they would do that. And then they were amazed by the r miraculous regeneration huh. powers. Let's see how far we can push it. Yeah, it's, I don't know if I like that, Florida. That's it is, weird. It's pretty brutal. I mean, I mean, when it comes down to it, I'm, if we have to have animal testing to save human lives, bring it. And I this mean, is the closest thing we've seen to, like, regenerative things. Like, yeah. we grow arms and stuff. But yikes. Realistically, yeah. In nice. the future. I Scary. thought that was really neat. You got another promise, though, in your hand. I do. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw this in. Alex, why don't you ignite your sense of adventure? Oh. I'm not supposed to be anywhere else but right here. This is the place I'm supposed to be, and I should ignite adventure. Ignite it. I'm going to ignite it right here by telling you alchemy's real. Whoa! This is where the University of Michigan popped in my head. The other stuff is in Florida. You know, whatever. Mm -hmm. We're going to be able to regrow. Whatever. Thank you, Spiny Mouse. Um, there's a bacteria that the University of Michigan found that can turn um, a really toxic chemical into 24 karat gold. Seriously. Burp. Yep. Um, there is a super toxic chemical called gold chloride. Super toxic and not. Yeah, it's like it only exists in very harsh environments and yeah, it will kill you. But it also has gold in it. So it's basically a fool's gold toxic chemical. Like, there's gold in it, but we can't get it out. It's like Trixie gold. Yeah, like all that I glitter. want that gold. Ah! My hands! Oh, fuck! Give me some of that spiny mouse. <laughs> spiny mouse! That should be a hero that can help you regenerate. <laughs> help me, spiny mouse. You're my only hope. <laughs> I just wanted the gold. Well, guess what? If you take that gold chloride and, you know, pace yourself, maybe get it into a vial. But I need it now! Ah! Well, well wait. And in that vial, you put this um, bacteria, because it's actually a bacteria. Um, within two weeks, it can change all of it to 99.9% .9 pure gold. Wow. Seriously. It uses this but then, chemical. But then you put it in your, you bite it in your tooth to make sure it's good. Oh no, it's not done! No, my face! Spiny <laughs> mouse saved me! <laughs> See, that's why we have these two texts like emerging together. Mm -hmm. Because we're going to need that when everything is gold-plated. We, we got to put it together. That's what Ramsey's about, about, putting it together. Let's let's take the pieces out, put them on the table, put them together. Yeah, so put that together. Put it we together. Did. Hey, guys, we did. We did it. Any other podcast putting shit together like if that? You're worried, no. If you're worried about getting you know, toxic poisoning and or parts of your face melted off from uh, gold chloride. Mm -hmm. We got you covered because we got we got Fixed. a we got a bacteria that can help that. And we also have a mouse in Africa that's more than willing to help. We have solutions. We have solutions to problems. Defo. Tell us your problems. Hey, what's your problem? Let's fix it. That, that, that's a wonderful, uh, I guess, tagline for Ramjack. Hey. Hey, what's your problem? Hey, what's your problem? No, but seriously, what is your problem? Let's get to the bottom of it hey, together. Let's do it. Hey, what's your problem? Knights. <laughs> <laughs> what's your supernatural problem? <laughs> we have two advice columns for you. One, we help you with whatever your problems are. We help you with whatever your supernatural problems are. Are you being chased by a mummy? Are spooky ghost birds attacking you? We'll help you. We're not going to be distracted by fish tanks. We will help you. We will help you. Nice. But how? This is awesome. Basically, you get this chemical. Apparently, the, the actual liquid um, is a byproduct of something. Mm -hmm. And it costs money to get because it's right. got gold in it. Right. But you can't get that gold out. Right. Like, it's super hard and it's like on a micro scale. But if you get a lot of this liquid um, and it costs less than gold, and you got all this bacteria, again, in two weeks, you've got all that now in gold. Just break that bottle, melt that gold down, make it 100% pure. Well, okay, 99.9% .9 is the purest it can get. It hey. was, it's the excretion of a bacteria making you gold. Oh. This is awesome. This is like uh, the algae or whatever 
um, in California where they're putting in those giant vats and just having out in like clear um, tubes that bring in sunlight and then excrete biofuel. Yeah. This is also going to do with gold. I like it. But is this going to bring the price of gold down? No, because the gold, price of gold Solve is that for me. Yeah. Solve that for me, Brad. I, we, yeah. can, we can have bacteria make gold for us. Now, granted, we have to have a fuel, but at the same time... Is, is the price of gold set like the price of diamonds? Arbitrary and just like... Yeah, just completely ridiculously arbitrary. In my mind, the most expensive thing on the planet should be a black diamond, because it's a terrestrial diamond mm. in theory. Hopefully, all the science tells us that. Because, I mean, that's fucking awesome. Right. But gold is gold. I mean, bacteria can, like, defecate it out. Eh. And gold isn't really that great of a conduct. That's besides the point. Yeah. Gold is gold. Gold is gold. But now we can make it. But now we can have more of it. Now we can have everything. I want everything in gold. In 10 years, regrow anything. Yes. Hey, 40 is the new 20 forever. Defo. Um, and also, no more magazines. Fuck that. Oh, uh, uh, need a paper cut? No more, friend. Ugh, gross. Also, everything will be gold. I like it. Hey, um, what I want to do is I want to regrow my hand. Yeah. I want a gold, and I want to put a gold glove on it. Yeah. You should have one for each day of the week, too. Oh, definitely. And you'll be able to get out of that. And I'll use that to read my digital magazines. Yeah. I like it. You know what? This future is shaping out I to be like pretty bright. I like the future. Thank you, mice. Thank you, bacteria. Thank you, science. Thank you. But fuck you, Vizio. But fuck you, Vizio. Hey, guys, those gold Vizio TVs in a few years, don't, don't even bother with them. Fuck those Yoko cunts. Fuck them. I don't care if they're robots or gold-plated and talk to you. Fuck them and their goddamn motherfucking assholes. In my mind, there's an actual robot and a computer and a telephone. It's not, like, all programmatic like it obviously is, but there's actually a robot and a Vizio. There's a Vizio <laughs> robot department. <laughs> Hello, I am Jackson in South Dakota. Oh, we apparently deleted your order. <laughs> one zero one zero one one one. Uh, fuck Jackson. Just all right, Jackson. Calm it down. Why is Jackson always screwing me over? Jackson is a is a. It's the Arbinger of Doom. It's a name that follows you, and it's something you should be leery of. <sighs> the next time a Jackson answers something, you should be like, um, can I? This is gonna sound weird. Can I get transferred to like another? Do you have like a Marsha? Or do you have Anyone? like a Betty? The, the only one, the only good Jackson I know is Jack Benny. Hmm. And he's been dead for a long time. He also reinvented himself as a Jack and not a Jackson. Exactly. He didn't want to be part of that. Shouldn't be. Oh, gosh, science and animals coming together. I love that shit. I love this shit. And it's Halloween. It's Halloween. It's and I've got a curse. Halloween. Brad's got a curse. Things are happening on this show, oh. guys. Blowing up. Blowing up. Oh, oh. Do you, do you want to talk about the presidential debates at all? Yes. I don't want, I don't want to get you too riled Fuck. up, especially after the Vizio talk, because... I know, again, censorship, but those presidential debates, man, what the fuck? Yeah, um, guys, when you're listening to this, um, the, the first debate just happened. You know what's wrong with Barack Obama in this debate? In the problem with Barack Obama overall, it's this. Yeah, Governor Romney and I both agree that our corporate tax rate is too high. I suspect that on Social Security, uh, we've got a somewhat similar position. Uh, I appreciate, and it appears we've got some agreement, Governor Romney and I, we both agree that we've got a... Uh, boost American energy production. I suspect Governor Romney and I probably agree on it. We've made enormous progress drawing on ideas both from Democrats and Republicans. This was a bipartisan idea. In fact, it was a Republican idea. Hey, dog, stop agreeing with bad ideas. It's that easy. The Republicans have terrible ideas. In any polling that's ever been done, if you ask about specific policies, no one agrees with them because they're terrible. They're objectively terrible. 
It's an old crew that wants to stick with old methods of doing things, and not even good old methods of doing things. No, like it's... archaic and even like. Well, it's because in 2012, there's no room for that, and there's no room for it in 2013. Here's the thing: the Republicans have completely gone so far to the right that they only support insane wealthy corporations and uber wealthy humans, and that's all. That's it. That's it. The, the Democrats, I mean, like, they've definitely moved farther, farther to the right, and have definitely, you know, they're definitely whores as well, and taking money, and being influenced by corporations constantly. They're just doing it not quite as bad, because they only really got into that game in 78. Yeah. I mean, we're dropping a lot of facts, and I, I use a lot of general, generalization there, um, but, yeah, who would ever vote for a Republican now? Stupid people. Why... They always, I know a lot of people said that Mitt Romney won the debate, but my question oh, yeah. is, oh no, he didn't win anything. He I just, mean, I guess he was better at showing himself as far as like, hey, I'm yeah, a... Yeah, it's just, I mean, but the thing is, A, we have the internet now. Yeah. You can, you can fact check this shit immediately, and he told an insane amount of blatant lies. How can you... Well, every politician lies. Um, not blatantly to your face in an eight. Did Obama really lie during any of that? Like, people... I mean, he conceded, sure, but did he blatantly lie on any point that we're aware of? I, well, I... I mean, I... I mean, surely he said some stuff, but not to the level of blatant falsehood of, like... Right. I mean, he went along with a lot of Mitt Romney's lies. I mean, like, he's not particularly honest to begin with, I mean, but... But who is in 2012? But you're not blatantly lying maliciously to people. Yeah, but you're, yeah, you're and not And you're not threatening to take away PBS. <laughs> yeah, you Look, fucking... I love rainbows and Big Bird, but fuck that shit. Listen, that cost practically nothing, I but at... I say let's get rid of it. LeVar Burton came out with a uh, statement, like, not too long after that, like, Mitt Romney's a fucking idiot, I'm paraphrasing. Mm-hmm. But he said, like, and I... I don't have it in front of me, but I, he said, like, as far as the government budget, uh, PBS or any of the public broadcasting system takes up, like, zero point, and there were, like, five zeros, one-six yeah. percent of the government's budget. It's less than one percent of the budget! We gotta cut it. Oh. We, gotta, we could use that money for something else. It's, for what? It's like if you're on a diet and your weight loss plan is cutting your fingernails. Yeah. Oh, I lost 10 pounds. What happened to your middle finger? Mm. <laughs> Chopped it off. Weirdest thing, I lost it. Just, Chopped it. Just lost that, but now I'm a slim 101. Still wearing the same sizes, though, too. It's great. What? That's not how it works, dude. Yeah, stop that. Rami, your diet plan sucks. It's it's so fucking stupid. Obama not fighting on anything. Because fucking Barack Obama just wants to be seen as this guy that gets along with everyone. He's, he's presidential. He's above the fray. Doesn't get down to the dirt. Doesn't get into the mix. Um, uh, uh, just, uh, 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 really, uh, presidential, I, I agree with everyone. I think the Republicans have some great ideas. Hey, they don't. A lot of your ideas suck. <laughs> Let's get so, real for a minute, Obama. Like, you're not the best. Like, I remember the fucking 2008 election when everybody was like, Obama, Obama, Obama. I was like, yeah, I'm completely for Obama. Because George W. Bush was the worst fucking thing that ever happened to this country. And McCain wouldn't have been much better. And fuck oh, Sarah been, Palin. Yeah, terrible. Fuck Sarah Palin, dude. Yeah. But the thing is, it's like, but people are like, oh, Obama's great. He's so liberal. I was like, well, let's let's be honest. He's running as a centrist. He's not running that far left. Like the healthcare plan, that was kind of, that was left. He still wasn't really pushing that as hard as I would have liked. And that was when he was running. When he got into office, I'm sorry. He's not the left. He's middle right. We, we forget because things have been pushed so far to the right. But left and right actually do have a meaning. And you can't say he's left just because he's the Democrat. Because he's not. We've still got the fucking droning, the drone bombings. We're doing constantly, we're killing civilians in other countries for the hell of it. We're killing our own citizens in other countries for the hell of it. With no due process whatsoever. 
fucking, was it, uh, Holder that came out and said, uh, well, due process doesn't necessarily mean judicial process. What? <laughs> it doesn't mean anything else. Those words can mean nothing else. This is bullshit. The America can't just kill people because they want to. No. Barack Obama had the chance to roll back the shit the Bush administration did, and he didn't. He's not that fucking great. He's going to cut Social Security and Medicare. He's pretty much said it a thousand times, but everyone pretends he hasn't because there's an election going on. Why would you cut Social Security and Medicare? Oh, uh, well, uh, because we got to be able to look at everything. Everything's on the table. We can't take anything off the table. Is it not? Um, what well, about military spending, which well, is um, the majority uh, of our budget? Well, uh, we can't take anything off the table. We got to look at this reasonably, be yeah. rational people. Uh, both sides need to concede. How about, um, why did you extend the Bush tax cuts forever? Because you're fucking, you're a fucking coward. Because you think that the Republicans have good ideas, and guess what? They don't. It's not a stretch to say that it's ridiculous for people to seriously be talking about in a debate cutting public broadcasting system stuff. Snuffleupagus isn't real anyway. Let's get rid of him. Let's end that debate. I'll end it right here. But yet you are still for keeping the budget for the government as far as like the military yeah. spending at a high. But, and what are you doing? So I can have remote controlled planes that can just kill people? And the thing, and the worst part is the fact that it's not just killing specific people. Do you know we have a program in place where if we find a target, we send a drone to bomb them and then we wait until the first um, responders arrive like the ambulance and people that are there to help, you know, help people, and then we bomb it again? Hmm. What fucking purpose does that have? Why are we killing civilians for the hell of it? Hmm. We bomb someone that we that we think might be a target. Yeah. Not necessarily sure, but who cares? Well, They're brown. Know. Kill them, and then we wait until people come to help the civilians that also got killed in our fucking murder spree, and then we bomb it again? Yeah. Just in case. Yeah, just in case. We don't want them to get them better. We don't want them to get the. What if? What if there was a spiny mouse all in that ambulance? Like you gotta, you gotta back it up. You, you gotta. I can't even joke. I can't even joke. I, I, I'm That's the most joke repulsive about thing. Because I'm feeling we're getting dark, but that is gross and weird and stupid. That's America. That is America. That's, that's what, what we do. That's what we've come to. That's what we do. Fuck this country. Fuck Vizio. Fuck this country. We're terrible. Fuck Vizio. <laughs> fuck America. Stop. I mean, how I, did you find this out? This is common knowledge. I mean, yeah, I, I was hoping you got it from, like, certain blogs or something. Like, you could give us I, a reference. I'm sorry. So that other people could also look this up. Because most people aren't looking at this. I'll Did be the BBC yeah. report this? Surely they are. It's well documented. Like, it's not a secret. Look it up. Not a secret. Also, uh, Julian Assange, uh, if you associate with him, you can be killed now. We gotta be careful. I hear planes outside. That could be a drone sent to kill us. Um, for the record, I have proudly donated money to WikiLeaks in the past. And if I ever have money again someday um, that I can spare, I'd love to donate some more. Because I fully it. support WikiLeaks. As you should. As everyone should. Because actual journalism needs to be supported. Let's bring back the fourth estate. Journalist, bring your A-game. With this entertainment news, oh. me and Brad got that, okay? We yeah. got that on lockdown. We'll take care Rand of Jack's that. got that. Other podcasts have got that. Why are we having to pick up your slack with yeah. new recording? Oh, but Barack Obama, the Republicans have some great ideas. They had eight years of great ideas, didn't they? Destroyed the economy, uh, started murdering random people. Uh, we got a massive terrorist attack. Yeah, full of great ideas. They're just... And Mitt Romney is further to the right than George W. Bush. Mitt Romney is just not a good person. That's He's something else to think true. about. He's just not a good person. He's a bad human. We have, what was it, the whole thing about where he bullied that one dude and cut his hair. Yeah. And then afterwards he's like, I didn't say that. And then he said, well, if I did, that's just kids being kids. What, dog? No. First of all, 
you're lying because if you just forgot about that, then you're a worse person. Yeah, because that you means you've got a lot of terrible shit in you're your life. A dark dude. But if you're just lying and saying, "Oh, well, just kids being kids," um, you held the kid down because you thought he was gay and cut his hair to humiliate and torture him. <laughs> I just forgot about it. What else have you done that you can't get out what of your you head? Done, you crazy. Oh, well, that's like an average Sunday, though, right? Am I you right, boy? Crazy, sick fucko. Dude, you... You want to be in charge of shit? We should take away all of his money and just put him in... Like, okay, dude. You strapped... You put a dog in a carrier (laughs) and strapped to the roof of your car. And we're pretty sure... I I can only speculate... The dog got scared and vomited and shat itself. (laughs) You hosed it down, strapped it back up, and went along your merry way. You have the empathy of a fucking gargoyle. That alone would make me be like, there's no way I would ever vote for him. I don't care what his ideas are. If that's who you are and that's what you're operating with, then there's, I don't care what you have to say. Like, I mean, it's, and it's a little simplistic in that, oh, you know, it's, I mean, people do stupid things. Uh, but those are really, I mean, that just says. There's a realm of reason where all oh, people do stupid things. Oh, it was just stupid. Me and my boys held down this dude and cut his hair and humiliated him and tortured him. That's there's, no big deal. I took a scared animal to hose it down and put it back up on the roof. That, that, hey, it happens. That's, I mean, I, like me being dumb. I mean, no, I, I, that's, there's a there's a yeah. there's a volition there in the fact that yeah. he, that was a choice for him. I want to try to give him the credit to say like, okay, if he had great policies and had just done these terrible things, maybe I could look past it. But that says so much about a human. But also the fact if he had also said, look, and I've actually changed it. I'm really really sorry. Yeah, I did that. yeah. And maybe he got that guy back and was like, dude, I am very very sorry. I did this. Let me make it up to you. Even though I know I can never do that. Now, if he said that, then all right, okay. Yeah. But other than that, he's just some kind of bully with a lot of money. Fuck yeah. him. I mean, you have to vote for Barack Obama. At that point, you have to. There's no way like, Romney can win. I mean, like... There's no way he can win. No. He's lying, and he's a horrible person. <laughs> and he's the best the Republicans could do. He's the best they have. And the Republicans are already trying to spin like that he's a terrible candidate. Um, He's the best you had. He's the best you have. Like, I... If you want the religious vote, too, that's also something weird, because no Southern Baptist can vote for a Mormon. Yeah. They're going to say stuff like, well, I guess if we want to stop those kids from being aborted, we might as well vote for them. Oh. And that might be what they try to do to get them to vote for him. But they're going to be scared of him because he's a Mormon. They don't understand any of that. Right. <laughs> well, he ain't like us. Well, yeah, he's just as crazy as you. I mean... No, he is equally crazy as you. Like, I, I'm not going to say that Mormonism is necessarily crazier than other oh, religions. Oh, I was taking the voice of the Southern Baptists and, and or oh. other denominations of Christianity um, or Pro- Protestants. Right, Because right. they have that weird fear. Yeah, they there do think it's crazy. There was a weird fear between Methodist and Baptist when I was at church that was like, what are you... This is all both bullshit. Why are we arguing about that? Why is there hostility? And that was on the same fucking block. Yeah. On a national platform, fuck no. Oh. When they ask him if he believes everything in this Bible, like, at a debate, he's going to bring out, well, I also uh, would recommend this book. It's called the Book of Mormon. That's enough for them to be like, nope, nope, no, we only believe in one crazy book. I got, it's hard enough for me to read this one. It's hard enough for me to read. I can't take another book. I do, lo- I do love when Christians try to argue about Mormonism being crazy. I mean, it's crazy, and it's not true, and it was founded by a con man, and these are well-known facts. <laughs> yes! <laughs> but so was Scientology. But so was Scientology, and Christianity is equally ridiculous. Even though Scientology is wringing money out of you, which other religions are doing too, guys. Yeah. I don't understand. I mean, it does go to a more insane level, but it's modern times. It's a modern religion. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course. But it does kind of try to help you in the same way religion does, but they're both bad. 
bad. I right. mean, they're both religions that are bad. <laughs> You're better off without all of it. Yes, just get rid of it. So keep your money. Keep right. your money. Quick overview. Yeah, guys, Quick I'm overview. sorry. I, we I mentioned one thing. Let's talk about politics. Quick, and Brad, we just went over. I'm sorry. sorry. I apologize. Quick overview. You've got to vote for Barack Obama. You got to. Because otherwise, uh, we're going to go back to the fucking dark ages. Like, this country can't afford to get worse. Because it's it's not going to get a lot better. And it's going to take a damn long time if it ever does get better. So just don't make it worse. Yeah. Um. Don't not vote. Don't vote for a third party. Don't vote for a bully. Like, Fuck that shit. Vote for Barack Obama because you have to. You got to. I'm sorry. Maybe. I don't like it either. And afterwards, maybe make it more vocal. Call sure. your congressman. Call him. Take it to him. I, I write my congress people and senators at least now down maybe every other month. You got to do that shit because it does affect things. When the whole internet bills were going through, all the ones that were trying to like censor the internet and or tear it and other bullshit like that. Mm-hmm. Um, after that, I put a tab in my browser that immediately puts all my congressmen right there. Like their nice. pages of requesting them. Um so now, yeah, if I ever want to say something, just do it. That's that easy. Just I make mean, a tab. Make a phys- tab. Physical letters. Write physical letters. Yes, that also works. Because the thing is, they get all that stuff, and those are old people, and they're like, oh, I'm getting all these letters about these things. It's not necessarily going to change their vote because, I mean, the political oh, system is not. repulsive. But you can feel but, good about doing something. But, and... No, no, no. But it does put pressure on them to like to maybe realize what they should and shouldn't be publicly um, ashamed of doing or what they should do in secret. Yeah. Also send encouraging things to them. Why not? Sure. Maybe send us mail, too, because we like getting mail. If we get it. If we get it. Winner if we get it. I... Well, I'll, I'll tell you something that'll get Washington's attention. Mm-hmm. Tweet about it. Tweet about it. This Vizio, te- this Vizio customer service sucks. Also, Barack Obama, quit caving in, goddammit. I mean, he's... And that's enough. I'm, I'm sure, like, in minutes he would be like, oh, wait, I just got a tweet on my phone, actually, uh, an at response to uh, uh, Mr. Couples uh, let me look here. look at this. Uh, Mr. Couples, uh... You're right. Uh, uh, Mr. Couples says uh, that I shouldn't cave into the Republicans. Uh, uh, well, I don't know how to do anything else. <laughs> but thank you, and uh, I appreciate it. Uh, uh, thank you. I, uh, of course, I uh, appreciate your uh, your sentiments. Uh, meanwhile, I will be taking it up the ass uh, yeah. from the entire Republican Party because I am a coward. And uh, I just think we all need to get along. And the only way for me to do that is to... Uh, uh, pretend to be presidential <laughs> and uh, agree to whatever they want so that I look like the better man. Stop being a coward. I've said, I, it's not like this is something new. I've said this for four years now. <laughs> I mean, many people have thought this, but you are the one with more vocals, and I appreciate you saying that a lot, and our listeners appreciate it. I hope so. I hope somebody appreciates it. Guys, get out and vote. Let us know if you appreciate it. Let us appreciate it. Do you appreciate it? Let us know. Don't be apathetic, though, because I will fucking punch you in the skull if you're an apathetic asshole. Oh, what does it fucking matter? They're all bad. Fuck off. I hate apathy like I hate people that have problems with bad words. There was someone on Facebook the other day, definitely losing at Facebook, and I hate to say this because um, I really res- I, I respect her. Um, I won't name any names. She said something like, all right, guys, people need to convince me ha- why I should have to vote or whatever. And I thought, what the fuck? Because you live in the world. You're a human. Because you are a human being. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. We don't get into that. T- We've already fuck talked it. enough about that, and there's so much to talk about on this show. Oh, there is. I mean, the future's going to be great. Future's You're going to have that gold television. You're going to yes. be able to d- be young forever. You're going to yes. re- regrow skin. Yeah. I don't like this tattoo. Rip it off and grow a new skin to put more tattoos down. Yeah. Hopefully you won't get bombed in the meantime. Maybe you'll get hit by a drone. Or two. For fun. Don't go to help anyone with the drone. You'll be droned yourself. I read an article once about the people who actually have to pilot those drones. Did we talk about that on the show already and how it like really fucks them up? Like, They also work long shifts, and they're just in a room. 
with their other buddies, and they have they have it built in uh, for decompression time, basically, because they have to, because these people are going crazy. Because... Because they're murderers? Because there's no disconnect. Like, they realize that, well, fuck, this is killing people. It's not like they're playing a video game like everyone was worried about. Why are like, you doing that fucking job? Like, I'm sorry. Because like, oh, the government I'm, wants you to. I'm following orders. Fuck that shit. No. Because you want to be a better fucking human. If someone tells you to go murder people for no goddamn fucking reason, you don't do your job. So what? Go to prison. Deal with the consequences. But don't fucking murder people. It's, you don't do that. You're a human being. It's very, very, very unfortunate that there is a... I was going to say scheme, but I guess it could be. In any military system where that happens. Oh. Because it is, I mean, these people get roped in like, I'm going to be a hero, all this, okay. You're not a hero, you're a murderer. You're not, you're killing people regardless of what it's for. Um, so whatever. Um, but at the same time, these po- these people wanted to be pilots, and you can't pilot all these planes, and it takes a lot to be a real jet pilot, because mm-hmm. you have to actually have really adverse condition. I mean, you have to be able to have a high stamina. I mean, there's a lot of physical things that have to be perfect about you to do that. But I can pilot, like, a, a flight simulator... I could be perfect for piling one of these. And then those people have to do drone stuff? Yeah. Not even reconnaissance, but, like, actually killing people. Yeah. That's a short end of a straw, man. And in this tiny little room with all your buddies? Yeah. I mean, you are going to get fucked up from that. And they do. And they... It's... As, I mean, I don't even know what kind of syndromes are like... Yeah, what kind of stuff... You're you never going to be the same it. after that. You shouldn't... No one... No one should do it. The fact that anyone agrees to do it, fuck those people. I'm sorry if they get fucked up from it. They deserve to be fucked up from it. You're doing a terrible thing. You're a murderer. I'm so ready. Fuck the military. Fuck Vizio. (laughs) Fuck America. Fuck the military. Fuck assholes that sign up to join the military to be murderers and pretend they're heroes. A real quick thought. I'm really looking forward to a globalized world. I don't know if it's ever going to happen. But, like, true globalization, where we don't have to fight wars anymore, where it's just like, all right, let's just all do the things that we want and or should be doing. Fuck it. Cannot wait for that. I hope it happens. It may never hope happen. hope so. All I'm saying is on the radio the other day, I heard a country music song that wasn't a country music song. It was a pop song. So already, country is merging with everything. And that uh, Gungan style or Gangan style South Korean music, I heard that on an American radio station just as is. That, I think, is a sign. Breaking down barriers. I have no idea what you're talking Brad about. Brad has no idea you what might, I'm talking you, about. You might as well be talking about there baseball. There were so many things on the last episode that you and Jonathan talked about that I had like so much cultural knowledge on that you guys would question, and I'd be like, how do they not know this? But then I thought, oh, Brad doesn't know anything that's modern. Jonathan probably isn't paying that much attention. What were these things? All, all about, when you guys were talking about movies coming out, first off, I knew every, oh, yeah. every movie you guys were talking about, all the ones that you brought out and all the ones he brought out. Like I instantly, like <gasps> as you were... Doing the, them through the... What is the name of the game? The bing, the bing, it's the... I know it changes every minute as far as the name of it. It's the, hey, movie game name. What's that? Hey, oi, uh, Bing Translator. Oh, what movie name you should be the... <laughs> huh? I knew every one of those coming out. I was like, oh, yeah, that's that movie. And yeah. the fact that you guys would struggle with it, I was like, how could you struggle? Jonathan knows 80s movies. I know. Who doesn't know Gutenberg films? I know. How does Brad not know? Well, then Brad doesn't pay attention. It, I don't know. Everything no attention freaking to what's in my coming. head, like... <laughs> I would just dominate this game. And the thing is, I, I glanced at the movie like, coming up ahead of time, which is why I got Pitch Perfect mixed up with Ahead of the Curve or whatever, because yeah. they both have baseball words in the title. <laughs> I was proud of you for getting that one, even yeah. though that movie looks like lame. Which one? Gross. The one with the Clint Eastwood one. Yeah, yeah. Ahead of the Curve or whatever. Or Trouble with the Curve, I think. Trouble with the Curve. It. Pitch Perfect looks horrible, too. But whatever. Yeah. Whatever. We don't know things, all right? <laughs> it's, no, it's fine. It's hey, fine. we don't know it things. Doesn't, it's fine. We try. You're concerning yourself with, you know, real world news and Jonathan's you know acting in Chicago doing his thing 
And you're busy eating McDonald's. Eating McDonald's and not making posters. Hey, I'm I'm busy winning a quarter pound of a cheese, friend. And also having... I'm exactly where I should be, by the way. You know this. <laughs> everyone knows it. And we are making those posters. If you've been watching Instagram and or Facebook, you know that there's work being done on that. We're actually in the middle of a whole... It, it's turned from a poster to a rebranding of Ramjack. We got a lot of exciting stuff coming for you guys. You're gonna love it. Just hold tight a little bit. Just hold so tight. Hold tight. Patience is a You've virtue. You've been holding tight for over a hundred days. Why not just keep on the Patience ride? Patience is a is a virtue. People say that. I don't know if they know what it means or if that's even something. But trust, guys, the wait will be worth it. The wait will be worth it. Fall back. Spring forward. Are we? Is is the time thing changing yet? Is it daylight savings time? Not yet. No. All right. Um, but by the time the poster comes out, who knows? Oh, who knows what it'll Spring be? Spring will have sprung. <laughs> who knows what's going to happen? But Who knows the future lawgiver? Who knows? Only the dead. Ooh, and they don't know anything because they're dead. Because they're dead people. Um, Brad, we just, let's, shall, shall we? we? Shall we just go ahead and dive into the, like, the meat of this? Guys, let's take a fun visit to see our pal, Mr. Belvedere. Streets on the China never mattered before. Whose turn is it? I cannot remember. I think it's my turn to do Belvedere because I did say by the bell last week, maybe. All right, Alex, you're going to have the uh, enviable task of summarizing uh, the episode called Kevin's Date. Oh. Rude. You need a moment to compose yourself? Dude, I, obviously I need a moment to go. People don't know what we're about to hit them with, and there was some heavy shit in there. There was some heavy shit. Crazy ups today, guys. All right, I, I guess I'm ready. Count me down, man. All right, and you will go in three, two, one, go. Guys, Kevin's about to turn 18. Marsha's useless and wearing lame glasses. Dad is also useless, doesn't know what the fuck's going on because he's old. Heather has interesting calendar choices because she's actually buying gifts for herself and or Kevin, but whatever. Um, Belvedere and Little Wesley T are in an epic game of chess. Not really chess because they're doing a Brussels sprouts, but that is awesome. Wesley ends up winning in a big way. We also <laughs> realize that Wesley is also wicked, wicked smart. Like, really is a sociopath into new levels. Kevin is trying to get laid. I... Because he's just 18, and there's a weird sexual pre pressure on kids of all ages and generations um, to fuck as soon as possible, but we should do it in a very controlled, kind of, like, romantic way. Whatever. Um, Kevin almost rapes a girl, because he's he takes out this really loose girl. Uh, I say loose. I, I don't see... It's hard to summarize... I, Anyway, Kevin is a good guy, but then turns out to be a bad guy, turns out to be a good guy, and no one really wins. That's Belvedere this week. One minute exactly! Oh, fuck yes! I even messed up! Nice work! Wow, this episode... Dude. Wow. This was uncomfortable on so many levels, and terrible, and... Just terrible people abounding, really. Uh, uh, can we just talk about Wesley T and Mr. Belvedere? Because <laughs> that is the bright point of this episode. Should we just break the story down into the Belvedere story and then? Yes, let's... yes. Let's do that. Because let's let's talk about this fun first before we go into the dark underbelly of Mr. Belvedere and date rape. So Wesley has trouble finishing dinner. Doesn't want to eat those Brussels sprouts. And will be damned if he eats those Brussels sprouts. <laughs> uh, Mr. Belvedere's like, look, you're not leaving until you eat them. I love... Uh, Wesley's like, well, you can't make me do that. You're not charging me. And he's like, oh, really? George and Marshall are like, just do what he says. <laughs> Worst parents. We're... Yeah. They just, like, uh, completely... They've given over all parenting responsibilities to Mr. Belvedere. Yeah. 
and Belvedere's lording it over. Belvedere's never had kids of his own. Yeah. So these are basically his surrogate children. Um, and the parents are cool with that. It almost seems like the entire episode, Marsha is studying for her law stuff and or just around, and George is just hanging around her now. Like, he just hangs yeah. out with her while she studies. I guess he's helping her study, but he's probably just asking a lot of dumb questions. He has to say a lot of dumb stuff. Yeah. So Wesley T. is first horrified the fact that his parents are no longer parenting him. Like, right. oh, it is just me and Belvedere, so this is the game I have to adjust myself to. Exactly. I've already got my parents under my thumb. i got to find a way to get Belvedere. Can I twist this Brussels sprout thing into a power play? Right. Does it? Like Ooh. a fucking champ. Like a champ. I want to shake the hands of the people who wrote Mr. Belvedere, at least this episode, because yeah. they are spinning a, a wild tale, guys. <laughs> Indeed. So, it's Wesley T. sits at the kitchen table for five hours. He's, he's not going to eat them. Mm. Belvedere's like, I, you're going to have to eat them. And he's always like, Two, no, not going to eat them. So, he gets nighttime. He's like, well, I'm going to bed now. Mr. Belvedere's like, fine, uh, I'll have these. Uh, I'll wrap these up and you can have them for breakfast in the mor- tomorrow. What? So, Wesley's already like, all right, okay, I see what game we're playing. Next morning, not going to eat him. Going to go on a hunger strike. Hunger strike. Because he's found one of Mr. Belvedere's books, and he's going to do what his, what Mr. Belvedere's good pal Gandhi did and go on a hunger strike. And he fucking does it. Yeah. He starves himself. Yeah. Belvedere and Marsha think he's, like, faking it. He's just pretending to be weak. Oh, But no, he's actually star- He's not eating. He's willing. He's will do anything. To gain control over his 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 new guardian, Mr. Belvedere, right. that he is willing to show Belvedere that he has what it takes to do whatever the fuck he wants. Yeah. So Belvedere still has these Brussels sprouts days after the fact that it, I. Yeah. And he, so Wesley T gets sent home from school from the nurse because Belvedere's like, well, wait a minute, Wesley, it's two o'clock. How? Why are you rolling into to the home at two? School's not out yet. They sent me home because I'm sluggish and dehydrated and dying of starvation. Did you con your teachers? No, I conned the nurse. Hands him a Belvedere's like, oh, fuck. This shit's serious. You were actually, he's like, well, Wesley, I thought you were just, I thought you were sneaking food and stuff like you would normally, like any human being would. Like, I sneak food all the time. Um, Wesley's like, no, this is fucking on principle. <laughs> and, yeah. And Belvedere's, and I guess, it seems like Belvedere's, like, doesn't want Marsha to find out that he's been starving her son through this game. That he wasn't really able to. Right. So he's like, look, Wesley, just uh, fine, all right? You don't have to eat the Brussels sprouts. And, he's, and Wesley's like, no, sorry. That's not fucking good enough. And he says it's not good enough. It's not good enough, Mr. Belvedere. It's like the kid like looks like he is about... Again, Bryce Beckham, one of the better child actors. Yes. I'll say. Like, he looks like he's about to collapse. I want you to eat them. Slowly. <laughs> it's like, so fuck. Belvedere's wide-eyed, as he should be, because he lost a battle today. Oh, He'll win other ones later. Indeed. Um... And, and the episode's really about yeah. Kevin, but let's, at the same time... Let's let's dip back in, let's get back into the Kevin stuff now. Well, really quick before we do that. Um, at the beginning of the episode, another thing with Belvedere and Wesley T. They get back from the bakery because they have Kevin's cake. Right, it's, and, yeah, because it's Kevin's birthday. So Wesley had been at the bakery and he took all the little tickets or the numbers and was selling them at an exorbitant rate, 50 cents a piece. And people were paying it because he's a child. And they're like, oh. Right. So he had enough to buy the cake and also a whole bunch of donuts. I guess they used the money still, which is interesting. Yeah. They were like, what happened to the donuts? He's like, don't ask about them. What happened to those donuts, Brad? You got any ideas? You think Belvedere ate them all? Did him and Belvedere split them? I Clearly, I think that was, I think that was what they were going for. So that's interesting already. Already getting into that food thing. But anyway, so it's Kevin's birthday. Happy birthday! We start off the episode, and Heather's, like, bringing her present down. And it's like, oh, I know what Heather's going to get Kevin. But no, she's got a calendar. And George's like, well, let me see it. And it's apparently, like, 
uh, lifeguards on the beach? Mm-hmm. Like, is Dr. David Hasselhoff making an appearance? What's happening? Some people stand in the darkness, afraid to step into that light. It's like a beefcake lifeguard calendar. Marsha's like, well, Heather, I think you bought this for yourself. Oh, I guess I did. <laughs> I mean, it's going to be in Kevin Drew when I'm in there all the time anyway. Right. Doing his laundry. Not sucking his dick. Oh, fuck. Oh, no. I was, I was just, I'm banning you for, for saying oh, that. Oh, no. That was inappropriate. I, you're banned. Sorry. Had to ban you. Inappropriate talk. Shouldn't discuss things. <laughs> you shouldn't discuss things at all. Shouldn't discuss you things. You shouldn't discuss them if you They can. might make someone uncomfortable, and I'll have to have a robot ban you. Guys, I'm sorry if it made you uncomfortable that we were talking about the obvious and sexual relationship that's intimate between right. uh, both Kevin. Um, but that being said, um, I love Dad's reaction because it's just horrible. Right. Kevin didn't ask for it, did he? Did Kevin ask for this? Fuck you, George! George, Kevin is not gay. And if he was, that's cool. Uh, fucking care about your son. Yeah. You fucking piece of shit. I, George, you're banned. You're, you're banned, George. <laughs> sorry. But Marsha lingers with the calendar a little bit. She's like, well, you know, let me let me check out these hot bodies, these young hot bodies. It's been so long since I've seen a young body. And I also love Dad's kind of, like, leering from a distance over, almost with a perplexed look, like, well, what is that over there? What's going on over there? What is going on down there? What's happening there? Because um, that's exactly what he looks like. Yeah. I mean, those voices are, and it's just, okay, Dad. Heather just like, yeah. Can't wait to stare at that instead of Kevin, but whatever. Whatever. I don't know what her game is. I, who knows? Who knows? Sarah's not that selfish. So then we go over to Kevin in the other room on the phone with his girlfriend. <laughs> He's been seeing this girl for three months. Right. Things are getting serious, but not serious enough, Brad. Listen, uh, we've been together for like three months, um, and like there's just nothing physical happening, and I just think I've waited long enough. Um, Kevin? What the fuck, dude? Dog? I just think that I've, you know, put in the time and that I deserve more than just a good night's kiss after a date after three months. What? Clearly you don't. You deserve more than a Clearly you kiss? don't. Well, no wonder she hasn't. I, dude, I, yeah. what is your game? There's so much about this episode, and guys, we're just getting into it. That yeah. is wrong. That yeah. is blatantly wrong. Like, yeah. screaming in your face, stop, 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 stop. Wrong. Because it's the weirdness of... Of trying to, like, have a moral lesson in the end, but being from a different time when things were terrible. Yeah. From a very bad, dark time. Yeah. In the 80s! It was like less than It's a bad though. time and a bad mindset, and there are just implications thrown around and ideas that are awful. Poor parenting. Terrible. All around. That's what this episode brought to the table. Poor parenting. Terrible people. Beverly Deer isn't strong enough to, to handle two kids that need reprogramming at once. Right, yeah. And Wesley T is a handle. I mean, come on. Oof. But yeah, so Kevin is, is angry that he's still a virgin and he's about to turn 18. Oh, she hangs up on him after this. She, yeah. As she should. As she First clearly. off, taking a woman out and then buying her dinner just on whatever does not give you the right to expect things. Oh, do we have to explain that? Dude, okay. I think we do have to explain this partially because I've heard people say these things recently in my life, in real life, and it bothers me, and I tell them, no, that's wrong and weird, but I f it's strange that that's still something that people oh. think. Like, our, so our society is so fucked up. It's fucked up, man. Oh. You, don't care, you don't care about politics, you're angry about cursing, but you have no idea how sexual politics between man and woman should work. Nope. Not at all. That's society. Great job, world. <laughs> Great job. Oh. 
there's just so much that irks about that. But the girl hangs up on him, and as you said, he's quite frustrated. Um, Belvedere, like, there's a lot of weird jokes between him and Kevin, because Belvedere's, like, Are you gonna trying be- to talk to him about it. Belvedere's like, uh, all right, so... Uh- um, do you know what you want for your birthday? Kevin's like, yeah, but I don't think I'm going to get it. There's always next year. And Kevin looks at him like, oh, I'm going to be a whole other year as a virgin. Ooh. He runs out of the room. Ugh. I'm pretty sure Belvedere knows what he's talking about. Yeah, I think so. It's kind of weird. Yeah. And it's also his weird reaction. Like, a whole year? I got to buy her meals a whole year before she'll fuck me? Dude, that's not how that works. But Ugh. fair enough. He does have George for a father. He has George for a father and shitty friends. Yeah. And he also has college friends. I, they look a lot older than yeah. him. One of, one of them is um, in an episode of Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah. So that was fun. Well, I think one of them is an actor who does other stuff. Like yeah, more than that. Willie Garson. He was he was the, the metal roadie in an episode of Twin Peaks that was quite amusing. Interesting. His friend gets turned into a chess piece and he finds the body. Well, that's Twin Peaks. That's Twin Peaks. Check out the Twin Peaks podcast. We switch over to the garage. Not an arcade, not a pinball machine in sight, thankfully. But we've already been through all that. Mm-hmm. And there's just a couple of guys. It's Kevin and his friends. And he's just throwing up weight. Pretty impressive weight for a kid. Obviously, they're not weights, but whatever. Sure. So he's working out, getting all that sexual frustration out. Mm. Um, with his bros. Because his bros. <laughs> and he's got a nerd friend or a guy with wears glasses that's just... I don't know if he's looking at pornography or what the fuck he's looking at. Um, but he does mention something about centerfolds or what. I don't remember exactly. It's weird. It's awful. It's either either he's got a Cosmo looking through it, which is creepy, or like a Red Book looking at it and it's creepy, or he's got just straight up pornography. Or George's old Playboys. George's old Playboys, I found. Um, And then he's got his jock friend. And they're like, so what happened last night on your date? Well, I didn't get any, if that's what you're worried about. Which, I'm I'm summarizing, Kevin is a lot nicer about it. I say nicer in quotation marks. Well, you see people, like, discussing far too personal... Alex, we have never and we'll never have these discussions. And of course not. Ever. Why would we want to have those discussions? Hey, Alex. Hey. So, uh, did you bang her the other night? <laughs> you know, gentlemen never tales. <laughs> but you know what happened. Yeah, I, <laughs> I banged her the other night. Nice. I banged like the chick. A, or, like, walk up to me with just, like, your hand up in the air and I, like, give oh. you a high five and that's just our code God. for knowing that you fuck someone. If we did that... What? Oh, God, I hope someone would hit us with a drone. <laughs> just drone us at that we'll point. We'd be the worst people. If I ever do that, drone me. Just I'll, drone I'll me. I'll drone you. And then I'll... Then, I'll, then it, when someone comes to check on you, I'll drone them, just in case. Sweet. America, flags, eagle shit. Um, so... Kevin's friends are like, well, hey, here's a plan. Uh, why don't you go after the slutty chick? What's her name? Easy breezy? No. no. But I also think it's interesting that the other girl he went out with for three months is obviously just a broken relationship. And he's like, ah, you know, I put three months into it, I'm done. She's not fucking me, so I'm done. Because right. it is pretty much, you never hear mention of her again. It's over. It's over. Yeah, three months. Like He blew it and it's over. Three months is way too long to waste on someone that you don't care about apparently at all. If only for <laughs> sexual things, which is weird. Like, I couldn't fucking do that. I, honestly, three months of like someone that I actually care about seems like a, a bit of a chore to me. Well, Kevin, he's got conf- he's obviously confused about this. Paula, Paula Sweeney, Easy Sweeney, Easy Sweeney. Apparently, she she's got a business card <laughs> because he pulls out a business card from his gym bag. She fucks all the football players. You on a team? She'll do you. I don't like even that oh. accent. He kind of seems broish in a yeah. weird way. It's awful. I, first of all. I the, the whole the slut shaming that's going on in those episodes. Gross. Like 
if a girl wants to fuck everyone on a football team... Let her. Fine. It's cool. Be yourself. Uh, be safe. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, have a good time. You're young. Have all the sex you want. You know how many, like, really, like, hot, tight-bodied athletes that girl's fucking in a week? She's mm. having a good time. Sure. And they're all having a mutual good times. That's the, way, that's the way it should be. There's nothing wrong with that. Except this weird, fucked-up, terrible world where everyone just treats everyone like shit and abuses people. Yeah. But, I mean, it is a Wesley T. I mean, he exists Ugh. in this world, but... And, I mean, he's a master at this. this nightmare zone. I also love when he asked Kevin earlier in their episode, he said, Kevin, I got all these girls that like me. They try to play all these games. Like, he's fully aware of what they're doing. Yeah. They try to get me to like them, like manipulating me into liking them. How do you get rid of them? Kevin says, give it a few years. Uh, okay, whatever. Ugh. I don't think Wesley P's going to have the same experience as you do because he's a genius. Yeah. And you're, you're Kevin. You're a would-be rapist. Yeah. You committed, but Kevin really does commit to things he's not really sure about. Like, he really just wants to fuck around, because he's a kid, and he wants right. to fuck without really a relationship. So, like, he shouldn't have put three months into something that he realized yeah. wasn't going to happen, and he shouldn't put a woman in that situation to begin with. Yeah. Um, so maybe he really is more with this Easy Sweeney kind of gal. Sure. And why didn't he realize that? Yeah. Because this is the same kid who joined a football team in secret to win a patch for dad, so we'd have to do that with a little Wesley oh. T. Which now, in retrospect, I'm thinking Wesley T was the one who made him join the football team, <laughs> because not a thing goes in that house without Wesley T having, like, his thumb on it. Oh. Whatever, guys. Uh, another thing about this episode, before we go further into the plot, is just the moralizing of... of it's trying to be old-timey in the fact that you can't have sex without um, it being without there being emotional, con- you know, uh, emotional issues with that. And let's let's calm that the that, fuck down. Let's calm it down. Like, let's calm it down in a big way. You can have casual sex. There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that at all. No. And if you try to pretend that the, that there is, you're only gonna end up more fucked up than you clearly already are. Yeah. Because these people are fucked up. Those were never rules. They were silly rules to begin with. Fuck that. Yeah. It's 2012. Live in reality. Yeah. Welcome to reality. Welcome. So, I guess Kevin's gonna call up Easy Sweeney. So, Kevin calls up Easy Sweeney. He's got a date. Uh, Heather immediately is freaked out. Very upset the idea that, that Kevin is gonna go out with Easy Sweeney. Because he comes in the living room and asks, he tells the parents, like, yeah, I'm going to go out on the stage. Well, what's her name? Because George and Marsha are studying on the couch. Um, her name's Paula Sweeney. And Heather explodes, easy, Sweeney! Like, kind of drops herself, like, mmm. Freaks out. It's like... And then goes to Belvedere to talk about, just gabbing like girl talk, just like, fucking goddamn it. <sighs> I don't remember everything that she says. It's just more it's, like yeah, it's just, letting it's, Belvedere know that yeah, Kevin's getting fucked tonight. I mean, again, slut-shaming. Yeah. Inappropriate. Yeah, they're not you too. They're not you too. There's just so much wrong. There's so much wrong with this. There's so much wrong with the world. There's so much wrong with this episode. <laughs> fuck this episode. Fuck Vizio. Fuck America. Fuck the military. I, I can't say it better than that, Brad. Oh, I hate it. Just fuck it. Fuck 1980s TV morality. So yeah, Heather sluts Shane's, but again, this lets Belvedere know that what's going on. Right. All right. So this is what's going on. So Kevin goes off on this date, and well, the girl Kevin was gonna go pick up the girl, but she shows up at his place because she was hanging out with some guys, and they just dropped her off. Yeah. Hey, this is the place, guys. You guys can go. 
they like peel out. Kevin does the fastest cleanup I've ever seen a kid do because mm. he's kind of coming in like all from a workout and then goes upstairs and is immediately changed. Oh, I think we'll see a faster cleanup later in the episode. <laughs> um, but yeah, Kevin comes in, he's got flowers for yeah, just Like she comes in and we see Kevin like totally dressed up with flowers after minutes have gone by. Right. Like it's a, he's a magician. He's... The only skill that Kevin's really working on in Mr. Belvedere is his magician skills, which are unparalleled I, oh, as far as I'm concerned. He is a master magician. And he's just like shocked, like, wow, woman can't, she's really coming on strong. She's also super foxy, by the way. She is really attractive. Quite foxy. Um, yeah. But, yeah, she's immediately like, what are these flowers for? Did somebody die? Oh, honey. Oh. People have just used and abused you. Yeah, these flowers are for so that I can, you know, get you obligated to fuck me later. Right. Ah, <laughs> uh, and then there's a double-edged grossness to that. It's like, oh, uh, gross. Because uh, I, I, for some reason, have this ridiculous concept that uh, I have to buy, I have to buy you so I can trick you into fucking me because I see you as property. Fuck you, Kevin. <laughs> Fuck you. I mean, but it's not Kevin's fault so much as the fact that he's been taught this by society Ugh. and probably dad. Ugh. You're not gay, right? Well, buy girl flowers so she'll fuck you. All right. So we're we're going to go on a tangent. Um, so uh -oh. freshman year of college. <laughs> okay. All right. Freshman year of college, um, I, I, moved, I moved up from uh, Tennessee with a friend, Derek. Yeah. And uh, I, his parents came to visit a couple times. And I think it was either... When we moved up, or soon after, his father came in with some sage advice. Okay. And let me just say, I, uh, Derek was a very good friend. His father was always a terrifying creeper creepo. Like, awful. Like, clearly a bad person. <laughs> like Mitt Romney bad? Yeah. Wow. He is a bad dude. I'm not, I can't even get around it any other way, but dude was a bad guy. <laughs> like, I love these terms. Dude was like, I don't, there's did no you other ever, words. Did you ever meet him? I was creeped out by him a few times. He was, and he was kind of leery towards the girls, and he was just, he was just, he's a bad dude. I'm sorry. Like, he was a bad dude. He's a bad guy. Now, uh, Derek's mother, awesome. Love her to death. One of the greatest people. Um, my father, terrible person. He came with us with some sage advice. All right, so what are we learning today? All right, let me tell you. Let me tell you what to do. Let me tell you what to do, guys. It's a hot day. You're all moving into the, the dorms and everything. What you do is you go go buy yourself a case of bottled water. All right. Oh, we've had the bottled water thing pulled on us all before. All right, go get a case of bottled water and go get a couple dozen roses. And every time a girl walks by, do you think's attractive? You give her a bottle of water and a rose, and you say, "Hey, how are you doing?" And that's that's your end. That's how you get to know her. What? Um, listen. Uh, first of all, you're way too excited about this. You're way too into, like, being creepy. Because you women aren't meat. You don't just give them a bottle of water and a rose, and so they'll fuck you. I can just imagine, like, this being the worst. Like, you are in the hallway, like, after moving some stuff, and he just takes a break for a second. He's like, you know what you should do. And, like, as he's, like, checking out the asses and oh. of every woman who walks by. Oh. Some bottled water and some roses for these tight pieces of meat rocking around. Here you go. What? Here's your bottle of water. Here's your rose. I'll be expecting you to blow me at some point. I'll be arriving at your dorm later this evening. I've got 24 roses, 24 bottles of water. Odds are some of them will have to pay off. He actually watched. Hey, these aren't slot machines. Stop putting quarters in. So was he like watching The Bachelor and just got the rose idea? Because that's really. In a way, that's kind of funny in a way. It's romantic. Weird. No, it's no. creepy as fuck. It's weird, dude. How about you have a conversation with someone instead? Yeah. 
How about you talk to someone? Get to know them. Maybe, you, maybe you'll enjoy each other's company and decide to have sex. Maybe you'll decide to have a relationship at some point before, during, or after that. And maybe you can buy them water and or flowers at a certain point without having a weird without Yeah, without it, it being like a, a down payment on fucking. I don't know. I'm just spitballing some ideas right now. Dude. Because uh, <laughs> I live in the world of reality. The more we watch Belvedere and after watching Charles in Charge, I, I think we owe it to this future generation to get in there and tell them, guys, look, Ooh. things can change. You don't. Don't do this. Don't do this. <laughs> Don't do it. Alfio, you're a young guy. Listen up. Dude, Alfio. <laughs> Don't play the bottled water rose game. That's not what you need to do, man. Don't do it. <laughs> Don't do it. Um, so Kevin and her are out at a fancy... He's taking Easy Sweeney to a fancy restaurant. Yes. Like an Applebee's equivalent, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Whatever's in Pittsburgh. Um, And she's kind of blown away for a minute. She's like, all right, well, you're acting kind of nervous, but why don't you take me out to dinner? We, we didn't have to do all this. He's like, well, I wanted to treat you right. Most dads just like, give me, buy me some fries and then say, let's go. He's like, oh, was that all it would take? I mean, <laughs> I hope you enjoy your dinner. Because Kevin is still kind of in the traditional mindset that you need to wine and dine someone. Yeah. Even though he's doing it for the wrong reasons. He's, right? gu- he's Gutenberging it. He is. This is a classic <laughs> Gutenberg this is scenario. The exact Steve Gutenberg scenario. It really is. <laughs> it makes me wonder if Gutenberg helped write part of this, which I know he didn't because they. I Gutenberg wouldn't write this. I, I hate to say, but I think this is just a generational thing. This was a this was a bad time in everything relations just between man everything. and woman. Um. So. Kevin's like, noted for the future. I don't have to burger enough. Okay. Um, the, so they're going to leave. They're going to go see a movie. Um, she goes to put her jacket on, and Kevin is helping her put her jacket on because he's he's be, trying to be a gentleman. She's like, what are you doing? I'm trying to help you put your jacket on. What? Well, that's a first. And, like, you can't help but feel bad for this girl. I, I feel really bad for her. Yeah. So they leave. They have a wonderful evening at the cinema, even though the movie's not that great. It's a sequel to something. So they get back to her place, and at first I thought, does she have her own apartment? But she walked into her apartment in her mom's apartment, and this is something else that really pisses me off in the episode, because they start asking questions about her family, and of course, her mother is never home, right? And she basically comes from a broken family, right? What? Why do we got to put these stereotypes in there? Yeah, I like. Why do we got to put these stereotypes? I don't in there? like what a victim this character is. It, like, I, I understand that we're supposed to we're supposed to see that she's this. Uh, you know, she's from a bad home. She, like, clearly doesn't... Uh, having issues expressing. There's there's issues. There's, there's a reason she's there. that she's acting out in this way. That she's that she's seeking love through sex. Uh, it's the moralizing. It's the shitty moralizing. no dad. Well, of course she's fucking everyone on the football team. She, she gotta have that strong male figure. Oh. Like, of course it's she a, doesn't it's respect a, herself. What do you mean by respect yourself, uh, you idiots? Like, listen. Fuck you. I get that 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 is a, that that's not just a stereotype. I mean, that, can that, be a real that does thing. happen. I mean, let's let's that's, be honest and real. That does yeah, happen. It does I mean, happen. It happens a lot. But you know what? Why do we have to do that? But here? why are we? You're sending a lot of mixed messages already, Belvedere. Don't send another one. Yeah, there's so much like terrible anti-feminist um, stuff in this episode. Why do we need this too? I mean, but it does happen. It, it does, does happen. Yeah, I just happens. wish it was. I wish it was handled better. I wish that society handled these things better. Yes, but. Does happen anyway? Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> they're rolling into um, just because apartment. it does happen doesn't mean you have to show it happening. Yeah, on a television. And it doesn't show. mean that you have to like use that as a model for your life. But right. whatever, and because it's, it's it's inherently judging. Yeah, it's slut shaming. It's slut shaming. It's making an excuse for it. Oh, she's a slut because of this. Oh, dad's not in the picture. Mom's. But hey, it's all right to sleep with people. Sex is okay. Yeah, it's fine. You should be having sex. You're young people. Have fun. Are Enjoy you, your life. Are you young? Have sex. It makes you feel good. Yeah. 
Nothing wrong with it. Do not be afraid of it. Don't put all these weird, fucked up, insane morals on top of it that don't belong there. You're only, you're only making things more fucked up. Yeah. Be psychologically healthy, people. Do it. Do it. There's a lot of pleas in this episode. There's a We're making lot, a lot of, of pleas for the future. It's, it's an interesting time for Ramshack in this. <gasps> We're just exasperated season. trying to help the world. It's hard, man. I just want to make the world a better place. I want to be an old man sitting on my front porch in a rocking chair, drinking lemonade, and saying, "I did my piece, and I did as much as I possibly could for the world." And, and now be, I'm old. That'll be episode 2000 of Ramjack. Yes. You and I on a porch swings. And at the very end of the episode, you, you'll hear like me put a gun in my mouth <laughs> and say, Well, I'm done now. Goodbye. And then the... Like the music cues in and I'm like, Alright guys, that was the show. Thanks for listening to Ramjack for all these years. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Where am I? <laughs> I mean, that, you know, that, you know, in a perfect world. In a perfect world. Probably not going to happen. In a very, very imperfect world, Kevin is in this girl's house. Mom is out because she's a waitress. She won't get home till four in the morning. Right. So they have this place all to themselves. Yeah. And Easy Sweeney's like, you know what? I really thought that you wanted to take me out just to fuck around. Like everyone else that I've ever, ever come in contact with. And you know what? It's refreshing to be like, there's no strings attached. You like me and are interested in me as a human being. I mean, if we fuck later, sure. But you know what? I love it. Thank you it's, so much. It's so great that you treated me like a human, and Kevin is immediately disappointed. Kevin's like, oh, really? Should I not have? Like, he's saying things are obviously red flags, right. but she's just breezing because it it's a sitcom. And she's just like, thank you so much for showing me a better way to live, a better way to love. I had a really great time tonight. She walks him to the door. They shake hands. Goodbye. Close the door. I hope you'll call me again. I really hope you'll call me because no one's ever called me after these. And like, this is a perfectly nice girl. Yeah, Kevin, you're in, dude. This you're is a good. cool chick. Um, she's definitely an upgrade from some of the other ones that you've been definitely. dating. We all remember the girl with the f- conj you into spray painting freaking minks. Um, she was pretty awesome. She was pretty awesome, but you know, I think because Kevin's been emotionally abused by um Wesley T all his life and sure. dad. And sure. this girl's got some issues. They could come together and maybe heal each other. Sure. Maybe help work through some problems together. Right. If those are problems, whatever. But Kevin blew it in his mind. Yeah, Kevin's like, oh, I just want to fuck somebody. <sighs> blew it. Typical Kevin move, stupid Kevin. He's like hitting himself in the head. So uh, What does Belvedere say when he gets home late? <laughs> One of the best lines in the episode. Um, oh, you're home already, Kevin? Yeah, I thought I'd take a shower. Was it a cold one? <laughs> and he laughs at him! Because he knows! Yes. I hope you didn't use up all the cold water. <laughs> <laughs> but seriously, Kevin, happy birthday. Um, wow. And then Kevin brings it to him like, dude, it's weird. I blew it again. I treated this girl nice. Again, and okay, here, and here's what I was going to talk about earlier. All right. Um, is this whole idea of chivalry. Because Kevin, Kevin is trying to be a... Because Kevin's a gentleman. He's naturally chivalrous. Fuck chivalry. Fuck that shit. Fuck America. Fuck <laughs> Vizio. Fuck the military. Fuck this episode. Fuck the concept of chivalry. Use it in quotation marks for sure. Because what the fuck does that even mean in 2012? Oh, what did it ever mean? Listen. Equal. Equal. Yes. Stop this. I have to be a gentleman. I'm going to open the door. You're not capable of opening a door by yourself. Fuck, treat people equally. Have equal human relationships. Stop putting people in boxes. Stop trying to fucking 
by people. Stop taking advantage of people. Stop playing fucked up mind games. Act like humans equal humans. There, There is a reverse to this I want to talk about really quick. Um, I was in a relationship once, not for very long, where this the woman I was with expected me to do everything like you just talked about mm-hmm. and it wasn't it wasn't like let's be equals it was more like you're going to do this for me and I thought no no yeah I it, it lasted a month and I was like not doing this anymore right um which is the real reason I broke up with her among other reasons um but I never told her that I kind of regret not telling her that because she shouldn't live that way right but whenever I take a woman out or when I go on dates something that's weird is like some of the times after we've talked or whatever, because like sometimes it's like you know let's just be equal and the, you know we'll pay for it together. I'm like okay that's cool whatever you want to do. Right. But I'll always kind of offer to pay for everything mm. because I'm like why not? I'm making bank. I'm single. Why not? I thank you for coming. It's like a thank you, but I'd never expect anything in return. It's like right. I would freely give like it's like free. It's just like yeah. here. You don't have to blow me later. We're just having a good time, and mm. I make a salary, and <laughs> it's a fun time. Let's sure. just. Come on, don't worry about it. Um, and I guess I ex- I don't expect any from, from that. Like, right. give freely. That's my whole thing. But sometimes I'll have conversations with girls later. Like, you know, it's weird that I feel weird about you doing that. She says, because a lot of people do expect things. I've had that conversation with many girls before. I'm like, trust, they're not expecting anything on any of this. And it's weird that that still happens in life. It's so fucked up. It's 2012. I'm not demeaning you by paying for everything or, like, saying that you're a woman and I need to do that. I don't buy into that. Right. It's so fucked up. Like, It's so odd that we have to have those conversations. We gotta fix society. If a woman paid for my meal, I'd be like, awesome, thank you very much. Yeah. I'm not gonna blow you later. First off, I can't really blow you. I can't give a blowy to a woman unless this be, is different. Unless weird. there was, like, some weird stuff. Unless she's gonna but I'm not gonna it. pleasure you orally later just because you paid for dinner. I don't I'm, even I'm know do you. I'm gonna do that on my own time. Yeah. Yeah, it's just weird. I the it's, whole state I, yeah. of it is just bizarre. Yeah, it's it's so fucked up. Like, because there's so many weird societal conventions yeah. that you kind of have to tip your hat to a bit. Like, especially like first it's, date shit. It's first weird date shit. to have to do that shit. Yeah, because you don't know where you stand. And it's hard. To, I I feel like I should tell every woman um, that I go out with, hey, I'm going to pay for dinner because first off, I'm in an economical place to pay for it, and I don't care. Sure. Um, I enjoy your company. Um, and there's no strings attached to this. Because I'm giving it freely. It's 2012, and uh, we're not playing those games. No, I'm happy to do something like this because yeah. I want to. Don't I, don't give me a blowy after this. Yeah, I don't need your blowies. <laughs> I should I should Brad should first I do you should, that. First, you should stop day. saying blowies. <laughs> well, the Australians say blowies. That's it's, what Australian cosmopolitan taught me. It's clearly super happy fun mouth time. Okay, super happy fun mouth time. <laughs> blowies is just easier to say. It rolls off the tongue better and it's shorter. I agree. Yeah, I just it's weird. I feel like I have to explain that to people. Yeah, I just, I, I hate I hate the weird and it also makes shit. me it also makes me mad that when I say that people's like, well, you actually are expecting things. No, guys, seriously, yeah. not doing that. Yeah. We've moved past that. I see people as people. I'll pay for friends' dinner sometimes. No. It happens on occasion. Sure. Why not? Yeah. I mean, yeah, <laughs> it's not a display yeah, of wealth per se. It's just like I can do this. Let me do it. Right. I would it's, love it's to. It's not a power. Everything isn't a power play. It isn't, and it doesn't have. It all. Like, it all depends on what your intentions are when you do it, and we, it doesn't have to. Let's be. all be equal humans. Yes. And let's not bomb other humans with drones. Let's not bomb people with drones. And if you go to help someone that was bombed with a drone, let's not bomb. Let's them. not help people who bomb <gasps> people that were bombed by drones. Shoot. 
It's a plea. Ramjack is a plea for sanity <laughs> in the year 2012. Guys, just be sane for a fucking minute. Oh, we just, I, Alex, when are we going to be in control of the world to fix shit? I'm working on it. All right, so Kevin is a... <laughs> Kevin... <laughs> It's just a, it's a broken, it's a broken day in the Ramjack studio. I don't know if it's it's hopeful. Hey, I, we got we got Baywatch nights coming up in a got, second. We got nights. We got to get up. all right, all right. Let's get through this. Shit. All right, let's. So Kevin is pissed off. He's decided he's you know what he's gonna stop being a nice guy. He's gonna be an asshole that gets what he wants, and what he wants is to fuck. He wants to fuck. So, uh, but Kevin, it's your birthday dinner. Everyone's like been preparing for you. Well, fuck it, I'm not coming. No. I'm gonna go fuck. I'm gonna go fuck Easy Sweeney. Well, the, the, also the problem was the fact that football team found out that Sweeney is not. That's true. She's not freely giving away happy, super fun mouth times. <laughs> blowy. I'm sticking with blowies. Stick with blowies. Um, um, so the football team was like, "Dude, you fucked it over for all of us." So he ran we, away like been, a coward. We've been abusing. We've been sexually abusing this girl, and she's been taking it because she's a broken person, and we've helped destroy her emotionally, and psychologically, and sexually. And now that you've ruined that to her by treating her like a human. That ain't cool. Get him! And, of course, he runs away. I, I don't think they really hurt him. Oh, they do, because he's covered in bruises. Well, but he the reason he was covered, I thought, was because he ran and, like, tripped over something and actually true, fell. True, that's true. He, they don't care. Right. There's there's tons of easy Sweeney's in the world. Trust. And that's a shame. Yeah. Because these fucking asshole dudes, they keep destroying people psychologically, emotionally, and sexually. <sighs> I hate dudes! Fuck okay. dudes, Fuck man. dudes! Fuck America. <laughs> fuck the military. Fuck Vizio. Fuck this episode. Fuck <laughs> no, 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 don't fuck this. Don't fuck the episode. It's good and, quality stuff. And fuck dudes. Look, we come to this podcast every time to bring you a quality show every time. Don't fuck the podcast. <gasps> no, fuck, fuck this episode of Belvedere. Yeah. Is, is what we fucked. Okay, okay, yeah. okay, 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 okay. I, no. just, I just hear shows. I'm thinking, our show? No, 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 our show. I love our show. It's the best. Okay. We're, we're, we're out. We're keeping an eye out for America. <laughs> um, someone's got to. Someone has to. So, yes. So, Kevin, because of that, is like, look, I'm going to turn the leaf. I'm going to be, I'm going to be a bad boy. I'm going to go get some tail. So, he takes her to this shitty diner. Yeah. Um, she doesn't even, she like, uh, he doesn't even order anything. She's got like some fries and a burger. And he's just being a douche. He's like, Are you done yet? Um, well, I just got my food. All right, well, let's go. I do love that she tries to make talk with him because she's like, all right, this is like what a real relationship should be. So even yeah. though I'm back at the diner that all the boys take me to, I'm still going to try to make this what I think it because should be. Because he has completely deceived her and treated her like a... She says he's treated her like a human. He treated her like a human, and now this selfish fucking piece of shit is going to go the other way so he can get what he wants. That being said, he is a child being yes. forced upon in society. I mean, that's true. That's he's true. being manipulated by a, a larger thing and not being aware of it, and he's not strong enough as a person yet to really <sighs> think about, well, wait a minute, this is wrong. He just wants to get his dick wet. True, true. So all that being said, big breeze out of the restaurant. Yeah. She, she even kind of like is looking forward to the fact that he's going to help her with her coat, and she, she puts it up and kind of looks back like, oh, I, I, oh, but he's not, oh, he's not doing it this time. <sighs> Mixed signals from Kevin. Like, yeah. I'm not so, I mean... In 2012, of a, of a, I mean, this is never. I, we're not, I'm not going to say that because it grosses me out to think about it. Mm -hmm. But Kevin is actually playing some really good, quote unquote, game. If he was really oh. trying to get laid, oh. which is horrible and gross, oh. horrible and gross, guys. But I feel like I have to say it to also put that in cultural perspective. Fuck everything, Brad. That being said, they go back to his, They go back to her place. He's like, "Hey, your mom's not around, is he?" Well, yeah, I told her she's like come home till five. Cool. Oh yeah, whatever. Hey, you do sleep on this couch, right? Because that's you don't have your own room. You just kind of sleep on the pullout couch. That's cool. She's like, all right. Um, he's just at her, just like yeah. making out with her, like throwing her on the couch. She's like, Kevin! Like, he throws her on the yeah. couch, and he starts to get up on her. Yeah. 
He is going to rape her. He is going... Guys, there is so much, like, creepy rape stuff in this episode. Yeah. That is just... Uh, so he's going to rape He's about to rape her. He's, about to, he's about to rape her. And it, she's like, whoa, whoa, what's going on? I thought, you know, you actually liked me. I thought you were different than the other guys. And he's like, well, I'm not. And I'm like, you fucking terrible person. This being said, he's also being... Okay, he is a terrible person because he is in the whole thing like, man, I'm being a nice guy and I can't get fucked. So now he's like, I'm going to be the bad boy and does a really good... Props to the actor for doing sure, it because sure. he does a good job, a yeah. serviceable job. Very good. Um, but this bad boy image is also fake. Like, right. Kevin isn't really like that deep And that's, down. that's the thing because, again, we have to buy into the fact that there is this weird, like, put-upon 80s morality police yeah, going okay, on in okay, the episode. Okay. That Kevin has this this moral compass that says this is morally wrong, but he's going to get what he wants. So you have to, you have to, we have to go along with that for the sake of this. Um, that Kevin is, is ignoring this and deciding that he is going to, he's going to rape this girl. He's going to rape her. Haven't, haven't raped and anyone. So, but then there's this whole bit, which I think is, this might be the, the redeeming point of the episode. Yes. Is when she's like, oh, and she realizes what's up, and she's like, all right, well, fine then. I guess if this is the way it's going to be, all right, let's do this. I think it gets really powerful at that point forward because Honestly, the yeah. scene happens really, really fast, but she is kind of, like, broken. Yeah. Like, and she's just like, well, yeah. Like, it's almost, it's it, it's you super see, sad. You see the hope yes. crushed in her eyes as Kevin goes back to turning her into a piece of meat that she had so briefly evaded. And while she's kind of, like, sarcastically being like, all right, let's do it, there is emotion in her voice to where it's like, oh, she's broken. Yeah. She's been broken. Yeah. And Kevin realizes this. She has this weird sweater on where she puts her hair up and there's, like, all buttoned up the back. I don't know how the fuck she got it on. Crazy. And she's like, go ahead, Kevin. And Kevin stops for a minute and is like, fuck everything. He takes the Ramjack stance on this episode and says, you know what, fuck it. Fuck He's everything. Like, you know what, I really don't want to. Quick quick uh, just a disclaimer on the Ramjack stance of fuck everything. That's not a statement of apathy. That's a, that's, no, 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 no. That is, if, if you haven't caught on, that is a, we are making a stance against these things. Thank you, it's Brad. Not, for- it's not an apathetic fuck everything. It's a fuck everything. We gotta fix this shit. That, I have a button on my satchel um, that's big, and I got it in Chicago from one of my friends that says fuck it. And I really get con- conscious that people are actually thinking it right. more of like, oh, we'll, we'll fuck it, I don't care. No, fuck it, because it's fucked up, and it's screwed up, and we're not standing for it. Right. Ramjack's... Not standing for it. We're not standing for it. Not standing for it. So Kevin is redeemed in the fact that he kind of realized, I hope, that, you know what? This is weird. I don't like this. I'm not going to treat you like that. I'm going to treat you like a person. I'm sorry I had these weird expectations. I'm reading a lot into what I'm hoping Kevin is getting from right, this. Right, right, right. I'm, tar- I'm sorry that I was being a terrible person. Yeah. Um, I am going to treat you like a human now because I realized that you're, like, awesome and I've been an asshole. Yeah, so he's like, sorry. He kisses her on the cheek and then walks himself out to the door and is like, I'll see you around. Right. I hope he calls her. I hope so. Because at that point, she snaps back and is like, I almost think that she realizes we're two kids that are fucked up. Right. In this scene. And it's fucked up that both of us have pre-expectations of stuff. But that hope I had before that Mm -hmm. someone's going to help me with my jacket on, someone's going to, you know, treat me as a person, is back. Right. And she's no longer broken again. She is hopeful for the future. She's like, you know what? No one's gonna do that to me ever again. Yeah, it, it does. Se- it does seem like there is a moment of her realizing that all all of these terrible like things, these psychological issues and sexual issues going on with her, are a product of of them being fucked up kids. Yeah, and they're not inherent, are purposeful, are of necessary uh, because of any reason, and they can be changed. 
And because of all the convoluted ideas that are thrown in this episode, it uh, almost makes it seem like this was what the point was, and at that point, masterpiece. You, well done, Mr. Belvedere. If you, can get, if you can get through the terrible social constraints of the day and the terrible moralizing yeah. of that you have to have oh, with an okay, 80s... Yeah. 80s family sitcom. I, there's some there's some stuff in here. This is powerful television. This is powerful television. We just talked about it for much longer than I'm sure that episode actually took place. Definitely. Because there's that much meat here to take. Right. Just like um the Neil Bogg movie we watched that we talked about longer than <laughs> the actual movie that probably Troll 2? Troll 2. Just like Troll 2. There's a lot of meat here. Just like Troll 2. There's a two. lot of social commentary and like... Things about that we would love to address. That's why we watch Belvedere. That's why you listen to the show. That's why you listen to us. So our, our product. <laughs> and it kind of just ends. Kevin comes back, and Belvedere gives him like a key or something. He, he's like, uh, "This is this is um, this is when I turned eighteen and I became a man. My father gave me this key." And he's like, "Well, what is it for?" Oh, it's to my father's liquor cabinets in wherever. Lincolnshire, maybe. I don't remember. The I can't. Name. I can't remember where, but. And Kevin's like, well, I guess you, I guess you should take it back. I'm not a man yet. And so I was like, oh, but I think you are. And that's when Kevin realizes everything oh. locked in place. It locked in for uh, Easy Sweeney back when they had the moment. It locked in for Kevin right here. Right. And appropriate that it should be locked in is the metaphor because he just keep. Ta-da. You're welcome. Ta-da. Okay, episode ends. Belvedere's writing the diary. Wesley T has given him... He's giving him one hour to eat the Brussels sprouts. <laughs> <laughs> He's got, like, a big hourglass on his table. He's yeah. writing his diary. Uh, like Witch of the West style. Wesley won. Yeah. I can't believe he did that. Uh, oof. Uh, determination, blah, blah, blah. Being a decent human. Then he flips over the hourglass and is like, I'm not looking forward to this. <laughs> End of episode. Streaks on the china. Never matter before. Who cares? <laughs> when you date rape your friends. <laughs> On their pull-out couch. Awesome. Yeah. Just wow. Terrifying, awful, and awesome. And I may have lost oh, my Oh, you three. just lost your quarter round! Blow away! Oh, okay, here it is. It's here. Alright, alright. Sorry, I've got the I've got the there's window open. There's a little there's a bit of a breeze going through the room. Oh no, that shivering breeze. It's almost like it's nighttime. Oh, the night. Almost like it should be taken to the night. Oh, speaking of which, let's visit our pals, Dr. David Hasselhoff and Angie Harmon <laughs> on Baywatch Nights! Guys, things got really, really real with Belvedere in a lot of this episode. Guys, I'm here to tell you, it's not going to get real after this. You are you are in for a treat beyond treats, guys. Our blood pressure is all gonna go. It's gonna it's gonna relax. We're gonna have some fun and laughter now. <laughs> because you can't get serious with say but I'm saying by the Bell Knights. Um, <laughs> you can't. But you can't get serious with Baywatch Nights. It is. I'm not 100 percent sure what we really watched. Because Good times. there's just weird stuff that happens, <laughs> guys. This is the first episode of Baywatch Nights that I've ever watched. Yes, Brad, you have a minute. Uh, to oh summarize, my. what oh happened? My. What is this episode called? It's, it's like, called The Servant. Brad, on go. Three, two, one, go. All right. Um, this episode is about a spooky mummy because some people are like doing things with artifacts, and a woman got killed, and she wants to. Well, she's gonna get killed in the future, so she comes to Angie Harmon for help. I don't know what's happening. Um, so a mummy's killing people. It killed her bodyguard or a driver or something. 
who knows? David Hasselhoff is having none of it. He just wants to feed his fish and be left the fuck alone, even though he gets attacked by a mummy. Um, in the end, Angie Harmon is doing some science escapades and finds the secret underground hidden Egyptian temple. And the guy that's been secretly stealing artifacts and replacing them with fake ones, she can tell because she does gold test, uh, breaks into the back of the secret underground Egyptian lair. Um, and the guy goes through a portal to be with the Egyptian gods and tries to take Angie Harmon with him. But he doesn't try that hard because he just lets her go. The end? 51 seconds. Right. You did a really good job summarizing that. Weird episode. Guys, <laughs> great episode, though. Wow. Yes. Also, this one, it seems like David Hasselhoff, maybe, uh, sorry, Dr. David Hasselhoff, yes, um, may have taken a bit of a vacation at some point because it was a lot of Angie Harmon on her own doing things, which I'm of, always a fan of. A vacation from a lot of things. Mm-hmm. Um, the episode starts with this really attractive 80s woman in a really nice dress. Um, being showed around, or being taken to a warehouse where there's Egyptian artifacts. Uh-huh. She's talking about, yeah, yeah, we'll switch artifacts out, blah, 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 blah. So they roll up, I guess on a museum or something? Because they're in kind of, or maybe it's, it's just a warehouse. warehouse. Okay, it's the warehouse where the stuff is before right. it goes to the museum. Or Though it does seem to be ornamentally placed. Yeah, I mean, it looks like a museum. Um, so she's on a horribly old cell phone. Um, sh- her and dude roll in. The lights won't work. That's weird. Oh, um, Ooh, so scary. her bodyguard's like, I got this. Um, she tries to use the phone, doesn't work. Don't know why they get that scene. Right. Um, he it's, looks you know, around. It's something about these these phones and these old abandoned factories that everyone goes to use. Never seem to work. I can't get a dial tone, even though I have a cell phone on me. Maybe that was a car phone. Uh, all right. Um, so he's looking around, misses a dead body just there. Right. Just totally misses the dead just body. Just walks by it. Uh, looks around and all of a sudden, what's behind him, Brad? Um... It looks like a guy with a bandage over his face. It is. Oh. Okay, first we have to say, the mummy in this episode, in the first shot, you see the mummy, it looks terrible. Yeah, it looks pretty bad. Like, it looks awful. And I think maybe it's just because it's just the head. They do a lot of stuff, too, because they they do that weird wobbly camera thing, which I've seen for the first time, and it's weird. These angles are so Dutch that I, they're wearing wooden shoes. So you see it kind of like do the wobble to the right, and it's we can, like, oh, I'm looking, but I can't see it. We see him on to the left, and then it wobbles back to where he's on the right screen, and then there's like the blackness behind him. Obviously, he's trying to scare us, but we've seen this before in everything. Yeah. Lightning strikes. Boom, boom. Flash. It's the mummy that looks, it's that dude. It's a homeless. <laughs> it's, it looks like a homeless. Um, But then we see the mummy again, and I will say the, the mummy then looks better. I don't know what happened, but like the arms look good on the mummy. It's much better as as a person that's been a mummy in the past mm-hmm. um i i think the mummy looked okay nice i like that authority you bring to the show well, you know, especially I, on the baywatch nights hey I, I know the mummy facts i know all the mummy facts sports facts and mummy facts you know them mummy facts sports facts i kind of know them all i got all the mummy movies pushes him back dude unloads a gun just like doesn't phase him doesn't phase him what what i said zombie well i guess Mummies are zombies in a way. Kind They're un- undead. Yeah. Um, grabs him by the neck, twists dead. Dunzo. And so and this girl is like freaked out because she's about to die too. So she's, she sees it and is like, ah! Quick cut. Quick <laughs> I almost forgot. Like instantaneous cut. <laughs> instantaneous cut to Angie Harmon. Huh. Almond caramel mocha. Super excited about it. Cut 
that. Instant cut. Like, if you've never seen Baywatch Nights, like myself, yes. I have no context for who this woman is. I don't know. Someone just died by uh, the hands of what looked like a mummy. Uh-huh. I'm still not, in my mind, if it's a first time, I'm like, so is this like a Scooby-Doo thing? Like, someone's dressed up like a mummy? Right. Um, so maybe this is a person just like mummy trying to scream. And she's like, ah, and then, oh, caramel mocha, almond mm. caramel mocha. Ah. Quick cut. She's running, scared for her life. Ah. Cut back to Angie Harmon. Ooh, maybe a venti soy latte. Cut back, running, screaming for her life. <laughs> Cut back to Angie Harmon. Door opens. Hey, Angie. Who's that guy's name? Teague? Teague. Hey, Angie, we've got a problem. And she's like, someone's trying to... What? No, what does she say? She. I need what? you to solve my murder. Yes, she says, I need you to solve my murder. Angie Harmon's like... You're not dead. <laughs> hey, bitch, you ain't dead. Is this like a trick question? Um, you ain't dead. Solved. Ta-da. Well, that's the quickest case I've ever solved. <laughs> Let's celebrate with Samoka. <laughs> oh, no, but I'm going to be. Um, well, then. Oh, you mean someone's put a death threat or someone's maybe chasing you. You feel like you're going to get killed or murdered. Why didn't you just say that as yeah. opposed to you need to solve my murder? <gasps> Is that how I should be addressing questions to people just to confuse the (laughs) hell out of them? Go up to, like, let's take ordering coffee, for example. What happened to my mocha? Excuse me? You didn't order a mocha, but I will. But I will. (laughs) And then just walk to the end of the line and wait? Like, is that going to get me better results? Sir, you didn't pay. That's what you should have done with Vizio. Mm. What the fuck happened to that 47-inch television you sent me as an upgrade? Sir, we don't see our records of that. Not yet. Oh! It arrives. (laughs) Nice. That's what Baywatch Nights is teaching me. Damn it. I should have learned from Baywatch Nights first. Rephrase my queries are wants and or needs in a confusing manner. Exactly. (laughs) And the thing is, that's where the theme song clear... That's where it should be the cut. That should be the cold open to the opening theme song. But it's not. No. We should have the opening theme, but instead cut to them examining the warehouse with a bad chalk outline that's just straight lines because it's done with tape. It's because the cops haven't been called yet. The uh, cops won't get called. They exactly. go to the private investigators who a man, actually get shit done. A man was murdered, and instead we brought in Teague, a lifeguard, and a former cop. Better that than the cops with drones. I guess. They would have bombed the warehouse, and when other people showed up, they would have bombed them. True. True. I need you to solve all our murders. What? Because I called the cops. <laughs> what? I call the military. They're going to send a drone. What? Drums are mummies. The mummy. The mummy's a drone mummy. Yeah, LAPD. At it again. LAPD with their damn drone mummies. Every time. <laughs> Fuck. Not again. So they're examining it, and there's, I mean, there's some hilarious stuff. Teague just touching the, where the body was to try to get some information, I guess. Is Teague the person in charge of this investigation? Like, private eye thing? He's no. useless. <laughs> He's just there. He gives them, he gives them, uh, he tells them where to go. And he, he also contacts the insurance companies, because I'm guessing he's an insurance <laughs> broker. There is, uh, there is a line where he says to me, like, and I guess I'll have to get in contact with the insurance company. It's like, all right, actor, you are terrible. Insurance companies is not that ominous. Why are you trying to sound ominous talking about insurance companies? Poor Teague. <laughs> Just, oh, given nothing here. Ter- oh, he's awful. So Hasselhoff is hilarious in this episode because he is so not having it. Nope, not at all. They're examining this place. He looks down. He's like, listen, there, so someone was killed here. The, a person took five bullets and there's no blood anywhere. What could that mean? That's an astute observation for Hasselhoff, first off. It is, but it could mean a lot of things. It could mean a whole lot of things. It could mean, one, um, either they missed because it was dark. Um, two, 
their blood didn't drip on the ground. They just, you know, their clothing soaked up the blood. Um, it could be that someone came back and cleaned up the blood to get rid of evidence. A lot of things. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of stuff that could happen. I mean, it's it's good information to, to make note of. But not as good as, like, wait a minute, let me run tests on this gold. When they should be looking around for more clues. Well, they do find one. Um, Hassel finds a bullet, and he's like, oh, a bullet. And he's, like, rubbing all over it, and he's, like, got it in his hand. Like, I... Like, and like, and then he puts it like in an evidence bag, really carefully. It's like, dog, um, like inches from Angie Harmon's face. Like, I got this clue. You should probably look into. <laughs> like you putting that in evidence bag, you might as well put it in your pocket because like it's almost like her just. You've just been like, I yeah. you might as well chew on it a little bit. Put I it mean, in your mouth you? and like just get all your saliva on it. There's nothing you can get from cut that your now. finger out and put more blood on it. Yes. Like, well, I think there should be blood on this. So I'll put my own blood on there. Maybe that'll help the investigation. <laughs> It's almost like he looks at her and is like, all right, I'm a private eye. I did it. I did it. And then there's Angie Harmon who finds some dust on the ground. I'll get into a warehouse. Oh, with, this would with, be a really good clue. She finds it. She's like in there. And she like picks it up. And she's like running it through her fingers. And it looks like she holds it to her ear at one point. No, that's what Hasselhoff does. Hasselhoff oh, okay. finds dust and rubs it. And then it's like, huh? And he puts it up to his ear. Like, <laughs> it's not making any sounds. Should hmm. I taste it? Should I lick it? Should I listen to it? He puts it near his ear. He's going to listen to the dust for clues. It's weird. That doesn't make any sense. Do I hear any clues in this dust? Huh. Do, you, do you hear those clues? Hmm. I wonder what kind of grain this is. I oh. can probably get, I, I ascertain mm. that. As a lifeguard, I can pick up the sand, put it to my ear, and know where I'm at, what beach I'm at. Angie Harmon looks at the dust. She's like, huh. What, you've seen something like this before? Yes, I have. <laughs> Overseas in a British museum. <laughs> oh, in the, the British museum. The I've British, been to this museum, In the British the museum, at an, at an exhibit on... Egyptian archaeology? Been there, seen the exhibit, Not dust, no dust there. Um, Other than unless she was talking about, oh yeah, I've seen this dust somewhere in the, in the museum. Because dust is fucking everywhere. Angie Harmon can identify Egyptian mummy dust. Out of nowhere, in the dark. It's dust. At night. Nights. Um, uh, truly proving the amazing skills of Angie Harmon. Very astute. Oh, doesn't what? Even, doesn't even try to listen to it, which is already better doesn't. than Hasselhoff. And we see her, like, actually, like, using a tool yeah. to put it in an evidence bag. I'm like, Hasselhoff, who just, like, you know, rubs it up his ass or something. He's the rookie on this. Oh, well, he's a lifeguard. Yeah. He's not a cop. He's a lifeguard. Why are lifeguards handling evidence in a murder scene? And why have the cops been called? Well, they did, they did talk about how the police would show up at a certain pound time if they did call. Yeah, they're like, oh, the LAPD would, would be at this warehouse in three minutes if danger happened. The what? LAPD in 1997 is going to get there in three minutes? They did say in this neighborhood they would get in here. In this neighborhood. Um, Lower LA. Fuck like, that. They're never coming. I'm sorry. It's a warehouse now. I Maybe. Maybe this is a really... In this ritzy air warehouse district? Oh, three minutes. Okay. All right, three minutes. I don't know about that. Well, were they called? Well, that's not important to ask. Who knows? I, I don't know. I don't even Just remember. all the weird, like, let's descriptive dialogue happening in this. That oh. just the stuff. This is I'm, this is a fun episode. I love this so much. This is the greatest show. So through a weird thing of like Angie Harmon realizing that the cases that these things were shipped in are wet or the seals on them are wet. Yeah, they've resoldered the uh, the glass cases. So so someone must have stolen the original artifacts and replaced them with fakes. And also apparently it, they had time to do it. Like it was something that wasn't really. Yeah. Who's this woman that was gonna get killed? By the way, like, wh- what does she have to do with any of this? She's the one that curates it. 
She doesn't. She doesn't die, thankfully. But I mean, she almost dies. It's true. Um, so they're running weird tests. Hilarious um, tests, by the way. Teague is printing off pictures you found on the internet. <laughs> this is a map of the site. All right. Do we need that? Check out this picture. It was taken. These are the people that were in charge of the site. Um, they're all dead or something. There's belief that the curse could... All right, all right. And Hasselhoff is like, fuck this. I'm going to feed the fish we have here. And Angie Harmon, what does she say to him? That's like the most ridiculous thing someone could say to someone. There he goes again. He always needs proof. Um, yeah. You need proof for shit. Why, your first guess shouldn't be mummies because you found dust. I mean, call me crazy. Call me crazy, Alex, but if I find dust somewhere, I don't immediately think, oh, it must be mummies. Brad, in this spooky month of October, and also um, with dust everywhere, <laughs> and this new light of actual Egyptian curses crawling at your legs, clawing at your legs, maybe you should think about oh, mummies no. more often. Oh my god, look at, oh my god, there's dust in this room. There's dust in this room. Don't think I didn't oh, notice that after. Fuck. Fuck, I gotta dust and get rid of these mummies. And I have been to the British Museum, so I do think I've seen that dust somewhere You've before. You've seen this dust? I've seen dust oh, somewhere before. Oh, no! It's so embarrassing. Could have been in my house, too. I don't it's know. so embarrassing. Uh, yeah, but I, I love... Like, Haslov is so dismissive. He's like... I agree with him at the point he's like, well, listen, this is clearly some kind of insurance scam. Yeah. Uh, they're pulling a double indemnity. They're just trying to, you know, steal the stuff and make a scam and make money. Angie Harmon says something like, they, what would be the point of stealing them? They can't sell it back to a museum. Well, yeah, but they're priceless artifacts. You can sell them to private collectors. Like like Mitt Romney vampire devils, yeah. you know, that like having wealthy, important things. Or just keep them in your house. That could be cool. Or decorate your um, car elevator with them. Oh. Mm. But Hasselhoff's like, ah. I got fishes to feed. This <laughs> one seems so fat. Hey, these fish are doing really good. Mitch. Uh-oh, this one's getting really fat. No more food for him. Little fishy wishy wishy. See, that's it. That's it. You gotta talk to him. You talk to him, they live. See, talk to him. Talk to him, say something. Mitch! So funny. Like, what's going on? Does Teague even have a purpose anymore in this episode? Teague has never had a purpose. Teague is just there. He's terrible. And But I love Hasselhoff just, like, checks out. He's like, ah, oh, fuck it. I'm, I don't believe this nonsense, this wacky rigmarole. Listen, I completely understand being skeptical, especially based on the evidence of dust. Yeah. Like, I understand being skeptical of this, but it's like, you fought a revived Viking warrior. You've had psychic connections with an alien. You've had someone put a voodoo curse. You've done a thousand... You've, you've fought an alien oil rig booger monster. Okay. You... Did he travel on the computer yet? You've... Yes! This so what is, you're telling me... This is a season two, episode 17. He's had 16 paranormal adventures. <laughs> and now he either is in denial or... I mean... Just forgot about it. There's a, there's a difference between being a skeptic and being an idiot. Like, you live in a crazy paranormal world. You have evidence of it. You've seen crazy things. I don't know if you should jump to Mummy, but you could definitely jump to some other crazy alien uh, monster. Well, at this point, he should be jumping to Alien. I could, because he comes into him every fucking week, and he's a lifeguard. If a lifeguard's running into 16 <laughs> crazy paranormal adventures, huh. Well, then, I mean, yeah. There, Just, people on the gotta, street are having... Ro- yeah, you're, having a, you're living in a crazy world. But, yeah. Hasselhoff goes off to lifeguard, and she's going to get to the bottom of this shit. She goes to, like, a, a guy who's local that's, like, an Egyptian, like, 
Artifact Genius. Yes. And she said, hey, look, you appraised this as real, but we think, actually, things have been, those artifacts have been replaced as phonies. He's like, what? No. So the actor playing the Egyptologist is uh, Eric uh, Avari, who has been in everything in the fucking planet. Um, Stargate, Independence Day, The Mummy, Planet of the Apes, uh, Heroes, uh, every television show in the universe, Days of Our Lives. What? Dude's been doing some work. Dude has always done some work. Dude, you know how much mailbox money he's getting? Tons of it. He's getting all the al- he's getting all of the mailbox money. Hey, dude, check your PO box. Make sure it's getting to you. He's in Daredevil. He's uh, um, Jennifer Garner's father in that. So she goes to check him out. He is immediately super sketch. Yeah. She's like, listen, these artifacts, you said they're re- they're the, the same thing, but they're not. I tested the gold, which, why would you even think to test the gold? She brought out, like, this weird rainbow chart. They suppose the spectrum of the impurities in the gold are, like, the certain minerals found in it that show that it was in Egypt. Right. Which... It's something you can do. Right. But now that we have a bacteria that can, you know, filter gold, I don't know if that's going to work anymore. I don't know. It's a good thing we didn't find that alchemy until now. And this guy's like, no, 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 this is the real gold. Uh, And there's this super creepy scene where he's, like, kind of hitting on her. And she's like, close your eyes. Feel the gold. How does it feel thrusting in your hand? It's like, hey, um, did he put his dick in her hand? Let me show you. Close your eyes. Don't look with a scientist's eye, Ryan. Look with your hand and your heart. Feel the craft, perfected over a thousand generations by artisans whose greatest joy was to serve Pharaoh, their god. Feel the pulse of their lifeblood. Taste the truth of their art. Now, tell me, Ryan, what is real and what is not? It gets really weird. Yeah. Um, we're still talking about, like, Egyptian artifacts, right? Oh, and by Egyptian artifacts, you mean this giant dick. Yeah. How does it, how does it, how does it feel in your mouth? Um, what? Um... Taste the impurities of the gold. <laughs> what? Hey. All right, calm it down. <laughs> this is... Can probably... I open my eyes yet? No. He does, he does let her close her eyes. Yeah. And it is down by his cock, I think, right? Like, yeah. it's kind of weird. It's super It's sketch. definitely phallic. It's super weird. Hey, smartest Egyptian curator in the world. Defo. Defo. <laughs> so that's his character. We realize this now. All right. He's a creepo. Well, you know, she gave you a blowy because you were an Egyptian curator and didn't ah. realize it. She thinks she's got one on you. You got one on her. Fair enough. Everybody wins. <laughs> <laughs> so he's, he's enamored with her. Right. Um, but, like, he clearly gives it away. It's like, she's like, no, clearly, um, I've done the test. Um, this is California gold, not Egyptian gold. And he's like, oh, really? Well, you'll never be able to prove that. Well, he just proved it. He's like, well, let me keep, let me hold on to this. And she's like, ah, I can't let you hold uh, on to no, it. not gonna happen. Can't let you hold on to it. Like, he's, like, so clearly evil. Like, there's no question. None at all. And then she's like, all right, I'm getting out of here. He even leers at her through the window, because it's the afternoon. Right. He also prefers the dark to the light. I thought he was going to end up being the mummy. I did too. Turns out... He's just controlling it. Yeah. Like... Like a drone. It's, it's a drone. Yeah. It's his drone. It's his drone. It's an Egyptian drone. He's just burning the ton of leaves. So we cut to... Cut to a shower. Yeah. The, the girl in the beginning who uh, who's trying to solve her own murder before she dies mm-hmm. really hung up on weird things, this woman. 
Uh, we see some side boob, like basically just like a back. There, shot there was a naked. second when we're looking at the yeah. glasses, like, is it gonna be? Is this gonna be? Uh, Brad and I both thought. Are we gonna uh, see Angie Harmon or is it gonna be Dr. David Hasselhoff? Because you can't tell through the shower door. Oh, twist part! It's a murdered oh. woman. <laughs> it's a murdered woman who hasn't been murdered yet. So she answers the phone, even though it doesn't <laughs> it ring. It doesn't ring. They didn't put the ring effect. She answers the phone. It's Dr. David Hasselhoff. He's like, hey, uh, hey, could you meet me down here at the warehouse? She's like, oh yeah, I'm just upstairs at the warehouse taking a shower after doing some stuff. I guess she lives at the warehouse. Oh, it doesn't really make sense. Why is there a... Or it may not. It may be her home where she has Egyptian stuff in the basement, I, and that it just looks like the warehouse because they couldn't change sets. No, no, they clearly say the warehouse. She says she was there doing some work and decided to take a shower and clean up. Um, why? What's this warehouse with a really nice bathroom that looks a lot like a person's home bathroom? <laughs> You got me, dog. For such a shitty warehouse, with all the it has amenities. a really nice yeah. bathroom. It's weird. Um, but yeah, so she pops on a towel, grabs a gun, and goes down to the warehouse. Grabs she... a gun! I mean, it could be anyone down there. Yeah, because she heard a spooky sound. I mean, it, it would shake me up if I saw a, a zombie dude kill my best, yeah. my only security guard friend. Yeah, maybe hire another security guard um, and keep him around. Not, not just wait for Dr. David Hasselhoff to show up eventually. But she goes down... Oh, it's a spooky mummy. Yep. And it picks her up and throws her. Dr. David Hasselhoff rolls up. Hasselhoff sees the mummy. <laughs> and, like, throws himself at it? She kind of jumps at the mummy. And the mummy, of course, throws him around the room. Instantaneously. Like, the mummy can almost sense that he's there and, like, yeah. deflects him immediately. Then the mummy, like, grabs... Then, like, he's okay. He gets up and he kind of jumps at the mummy again. Hey, Hasselhoff, grab a lead pipe, buddy. Don't just jump at a mummy. I mean, you think he would know this by now? You think? But apparently he doesn't. Um, the mummy gets the best of him. Yeah, he gets knocked out. Um, um, and I guess the mummy just kind of like wanders off. Yeah. And then like uh, a foxy lady uh, still wearing the towel, by the way. Well, she was thrown and her towel came off. So That's there's true. a quick scene of her like going to get the towel on. Ooh, and scandalous. There's, there's magic, almost Kevin-level magicianry where like she grabs the towel, the camera for like a second, and then pans up and she's already got it on like perfectly right. fitting. Indeed. And then she's like, hey, Dr. David Hasselhoff, are you okay? Did, are you okay from that mummy throwing you around the room? Ooh. So then we cut back to uh, Teague and Angie Harmon, who have discovered that Egyptian tombs have secret passages. Therefore, maybe this guy has secret passages in his weird Egyptian archaeology shop place thing. Whatever. Okay. So Angie Harmon is going to go explore that place by breaking in with, a, with some sort of weirdo key that she rigs up. Apparently, if you wrap saran wrap around a key and stick it through a door, you can break into anything. Yeah. So that's how that works. We should probably test that to see if that works. We should test that and see if it works. It's adorable, because she's, like, just wandering around this Egyptian place, making weird sounds. Ah. Talking to herself like a crazy. Right. But she's Angie Harmon. Breaking shit. Breaking shit all over the place. She moves like an artifact, and she sees that there's a secret peephole into the back secret room. Yeah, behind a bookshelf. Right, that's she, behind a bookshelf. She's like, whoa. Then she breaks something, and she's like, they didn't hear that? I can't believe they didn't hear that. Well, they're hearing you say things. Someone's yes. hearing you. She finds some more dust and puts it in a bag, because she loves cataloging dust. So she's like, oh, well, this is a secret passage. Cool. And she figures out how to open it, goes back there. There's a room where these people are smithing mm-hmm. uh, metals and stuff, and they are making exact replicas of the artifacts. Right. Now, I don't know if these people are, like, zombies that he controls, or they have been un- immortal to this point, but they're je- definitely making authentic Egyptian artifacts. Right. 
And they're also zombies because they don't hear her or don't choose to recognize her. Right. And she's like talking to them, putting her hand up on their face, just doing everything she can. But she's definitely comfortable in this situation. Absolutely. Which she shouldn't be. And <laughs> no. She also puts herself into the dangerous corner to where she's away from the bookcase entrance out to where, oh, if these guys were going to do anything, they would probably do it now. Right. If anyone ever breaks into my home, I'm going to pretend not to notice them <laughs> so that when they like actually start to do stuff and I get them in a contract, I can be, gotcha. Like, oh, <laughs> shit, I thought you were a zombie, like, Egyptian thing. Yeah, idiot, that's not real. <laughs> Good plan. Great plan. I like your plan. Um. So, again, she has the passageway to get back out, but it seems like she's trapped in the room because she immediately starts trying to break through the wall. It's almost like the wall was bricked up recently, and she's like, well, wait a minute. Like, I really don't know how we segue to that, but then again, yeah. I don't know how we got to, ooh, mocha, and like those hard cuts, because <laughs> that doesn't seem right. I don't understand the logic. Maybe, so I guess they're blocked up, they're bricked up, because what's happening is is um, the, the Egyptian guy and the mummy, and one of his, like, I guess, attendant guys are, like, in the bigger cavern that's behind this brick wall, and they're waiting to go through a portal to uh, the Egyptian afterlife world. I guess. I guess they bricked it up themselves, cause, like, a, like a pyramid. Cause, but you don't have to have it bricked up, obviously. So I don't understand why she has to break that wall. They're OG on this shit, man. Hey, who knows? But well, that, that makes sense, because I did not put that together at first. Because yeah. I thought, literally, if you just watch the television show, yeah. you would think, why is she just taking We're a sledgehammer to the wall? She grabs a sledgehammer. I don't know where she got it from. And just starts breaking through this brick wall. Uh, she's like, and then she calls up Dr. David Hassoff. Hey, just so you know, um, I went to the Egyptian guy's place. There's a secret passage behind the bookshelf. Um, also, um, just go in the room. There's some bald guys, but they won't bother you because they're kind of zombies. Um, I took a sledgehammer and broke through a brick wall and climbed through. So come and get me. <laughs> come and get me. Come get me. I also love when she's like, after she like actually kind of breaks through and it's like oh this is a secret where she's like oh yeah like she gets excited about I it I love when Angie Harmon gets excited about her little adventures cause she's Angie Harmon and she's adorable and I love her yeah I kinda wish this was the format for every episode that Hasselhoff was just kinda of like doing his own shit <laughs> right because in reality well none of this is happening but like <laughs> as far as the turn of the show <laughs> but as far as her show goes so he's good. busy being a lifeguard. Yeah. He has like a kid to take care of, and there's that short girl, haired girl he's taking on dates, and oh, I mean, Summer has got her drama going on. Like he's got a lot of shit to do. Work he's on. He's got Baywatch. so much shit to do. I don't know what Angie Harmon does with her days and nights. No, to go on wacky adventures and get excited about having adventures. I just People love it. People aren't zombies. They're gonna bum rush you in a second. <laughs> you found their secret, like, and she just up. wanders into this cave and. Uh, I love it. It's so good. Uh, we cut back to uh, Mitch, who finally stumbles into the office, and he's playing his message, and he hears this, and he starts fast-forwarding. He's like, ah, oh, what are you getting yourself into this time? And he's like, he's skipping parts of the message. And it's like, dude, if you're going to somewhere that's in danger, I think you should want all the information possible. I understand we don't have time to listen to the whole message on the show, but maybe we could just cut away. <laughs> like, why do we need to see Dr. David Hasselhoff, like, skip through with the message... And then, like, do his weird improv as he walks out the door. He's got a lot of mail, too. This is just the night, by the way. <laughs> He's got a lot of mail at this detective agency. He does. So, he ro- thankfully, he rolls in late at night. He's got nothing better to do. And it's oh. like, oh, fuck. 
Oh, she's gotten herself into another one. Guess I'll have to go down there and get her. Again, with the long improvisation that doesn't get cut off. Talking to himself, comedy goal. about, like, this isn't like, this. call me when you find Bella Lugosi. Or, uh, oh, no, because... better yet, Abbott and Costello. These people, every time, it's just so weird. Like, no, I'm just saying weird shit. He keeps shit. doing this Abbott and Costello bit. He's like, all right, well, Tom, tell me when you can contact Boris Karloff or Abbott and Costello. And then he does... He does the worst Lou Costello impersonation I've ever heard. <laughs> it's David Hassel. I didn't even recognize. It took me a second to realize what he was doing. Because he's like, hey, Abbott. I know, that's better than his. I mean, that's way better his than his. His is like, hey. I can't not do a good Lou Costello. Hey, Abbott. But his is like, hey, Abbott. Hey, Abbott. That's still better. I can't. You just have to do I'll play it. I'll play off it. impression and just say, hey, Abbott. That's about what he does. Hey, Abbott. Or it's like, still better. I, I even think it's more akin to like when Slater said, I'm stuck! Because yes. it's kind of like that. Hey, it's like a shriek hey, almost. Hey, Abbott! Hey, Abbott! Hey, Abbott! Hey, Abbott! Give me a call if you see Boris Karloff. Or Abbott and Costello. Hey, Abbott! Oh, my God. Please give, tell these people to stop talking. Which is weird to see David Hasselhoff make yeah. such things. Why does actually have... What, like, it's... Angie Harmon continues down this. She falls down like a shoots and ladders oh. kind of like tunnel. <laughs> she keeps going on. She's more Egyptian stuff. Like this is really in depth stuff. It's, it's so great. Under Los Angeles that e- Egyptians have been at for years. Yeah. A mummy finds her and she's like, oh shit. A, a mummy tries to beat her with an onk. Well, which he does is awesome. like. Well, he knocks her out or something. Like, it's no. Okay, it's super weird. Let's just watch this right because this being is super weird. There's all these like Egyptian artifacts and things she finds. She's the still mummy, trying to get the dust, bitch. What you are got? Okay, well the dust is not going to do you any good. Now. No, forget the dust. You got yourself into real shit. Okay, the mummy swings the unk at her. She falls, and the mummy keeps swinging and breaking shit. <laughs> it's a mummy. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't know what's up. It's like amazing that it got David Hasselhoff. Because this thing is just terrible. <laughs> so Hasselhoff finally finds his way down there. God, and he takes her trail and is just like not phased by anything. No, because he never is. He just doesn't care. He doesn't find himself a lead pipe, but what he does find is like a, a like a torch on like a, a stick, I guess. I don't know what you would call those, but yeah, yeah basically a yeah a torch. It's it's a basically metallic, a metal it's basically torch. a lead pipe with fire. Let's be honest. <laughs> Which you know that's Doctor David Hasselhoff's. That's his jam. So he grabs that <laughs> as his weapon of choice. As the mummy approaches him. Yeah. Because the mummy comes out of nowhere. It's already gotten Angie and, like, escorted her to where the other people are. So Hasselhoff sets the mummy on fire. Which stops it. Right. And, which I looked at Brad and said, wouldn't that not phase an undead thing? Wouldn't it just be like, um, you set me on fire, dude. Thanks for the plus five attack power. <laughs> Well, I don't know. I feel like maybe it has some sense of uh, self-preservation. But otherwise, why would it attack anything unless it was just under order? Dude, I don't know. I don't know zombie. I, yeah, I don't know how mummies I work. I don't know how it works. But, uh... I'm just s- speculating. So Angie Harmon's been abducted by Egyptian doctor guy who is wearing a ridiculous costume. I will give it to this actor, dude. He's been in everything. He has to deliver a nice performance for what this television show he's, is. He's, a, he's great. He makes the show more believable. He's one of um, the world's better character actors, because he's always great. All of his scenes, too. Like, when he yeah. was, you know, sexually assaulting Angie Harmon, um, when she was trying to get one up on him, and then even in this, where he's got on this thing, he's do, he's doing a, an expert... He's doing a great job. Yeah. Like, a really good job. He, I, like, I always I always confuse him and Ben Kingsley. Yeah, in the role. as do I. 
Because they, they, yeah. Got a similar look. Kind of, yeah. I want a Ben Kingsley type. And this right. Is who you go but this for. is who you get when you can't afford Ben Kingsley. Yeah. But this guy does an amazing he's job. He's great. He's I, fucking awesome. He's a good actor. But this costume is hilarious. Because he, he's, he's got this ridiculous, yeah. the gold Egyptian hat thing that's just like clearly like cheap, shitty material. So it makes you think that maybe the Egyptians don't know what's up. <laughs> um, but also, he handles it like a fucking champ. He delivers all these ridiculous lines like they're believable. Mm-hmm. Andy Harmer's not having it. He's like, look, bitch, we have an opportunity to open up a gateway, kind of like Stargate, to another world where people are. Dying isn't the end of anything. You get rebirthed. And listen, but I, for I, real. I like you. I, I, yeah. I, I, I like the cut of your jib. I like your scientific know-how. I like your go-getter spirit. I like your, your adorable antics. Yeah. So what I'm going to do is um, I'm going to let you come with me and live amongst the gods. And she's like, oh, no thanks. I'm pretty fine with the gods I have now, thank you. Um, bitch, the gods you believe in aren't real. True. Um, you were running around with Teague, yeah. who was obviously interested in you, who asked, hey, do you need any help going on this thing? And you're like, no, nah, I got it. Yes. Obviously, Teague is trying to get with you, honey, and you're just turning him down. I do. We've, we didn't even, we completely glossed over that point where she's going to go to the Egyptian place, and Teague's like, do you need any backup? No, I got this. She doesn't want Teague around. Teague. Nobody does. Teague. Teague. Fuck off, Teague. 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 There's a lot Fuck of- Teague. Fuck America, fuck Vizio, fuck that episode of Mr. Belvedere, fuck chivalry, fuck everything. Fuck it. But fuck it. Fuck it. Fuck it. Um, not fuck it. But also, um, so Teague, dude, there's plenty of fish in the sea. Go find some. Right, right. Go, go on the fucking beach. Those lifeguards aren't doing shit. True. Um, but also, you also hang out with David Hasselhoff, who feeds fish to distract himself from what he thinks is your insanity. <laughs> Honey, this guy's offering you real-level shit. Go live with the gods, for crying out loud. Yeah, but you don't know what's going to go on. You don't know. It could be a trap. Like It could be a trap from the gods. And the gods could suck. Gods might suck, so, but at least it'd be an adventure. At least true. it would activate... If okay. they have this old-school tech, what other shit are they bringing in? All right, Alex, right now, you're in the situation. Um, he's like, hey, um, I want you to go to this uh, through the portal with me to do Egyptian god world. Are who you in? It? Who is it? This guy? Or yeah, who is it? that guy. You in or out? Right you in now? or out? Right now. I'm going. I'm not going. Why not? I don't know what's over there. You don't know, but it's an adventure. What if I just get killed? What if this just doesn't work? It could be just a, a killing machine. Right. This isn't a portal. It's a killing machine. It's a euthanization what, what machine. You got, what if you have to be an Egyptian god to go through this thing correctly? I don't know. Well, you come out and just die. There's no oxygen. It seems like it's... What a, if there's bacteria? You just die. It seems like... Is there bacteria? Gonna change my body? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know how Egyptian god tech works. There's a lot of gold that the Egyptians used. I think they may have had help. Are you gonna, are you gonna get a cat head? What's gonna happen? But it would be an adventure. It would be like it would be like if someone asked if you wanted to go to fucking Mars right now. Like, mm-hmm. all right, tech probably not going to get there. I'll probably get radiation poisoning and die. But I'm going to fucking Mars. If, I mean, if I could have communication with the back with the world and I could be like, you know, bring back my knowledge. But this is just for my own personal curiosity. Um, it's tempting as hell because I Egyptian, mean, for your dude, give me a second. I got to make some calls. Um, I got some things to do and step through. I, I would not hesitate to do this. I think it would be a fun time. What are, but you're, what are you stuck there? You can never come back. You're in a crazy parallel world. It might suck. It might suck. I might come into like a whole bunch of hostility, but at the same time, these people are old. Mm-hmm. Um, they have a lot of tech that's like ancient True. and it works on some old stuff. True. I would hope that their civilization would have been advanced, progressed. I might be welcomed as sure. an oddity. Um, you might be treated as an animal or a slave. Probably, well, okay. Now, when you think about that, they do do a lot of slave stuff. Yeah. But I would be, I don't know. It would be fun to try it out. I Yeah, I mean, it's tempting. I understand. 
But uh, maybe they've moved past slavery. Maybe this is just the archaic stuff they're doing. You hopefully. can't tell me an advanced civilization that can go from planet to planet. It's still gonna be on the old school shit. Well, I'm saying that necessarily. Um, I mean, how their civilization might have been fallen and replaced with a new shitty civilization that drone bombs people and then drone bombs them oh, again. Oh, like all drone mummies. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. Brad, it would be a risk. I would be more inclined to do it. You wouldn't. I'm just wary. You would tell the story. I would go and hopefully come back. Hopefully. You would be hearing, uh, like, a decade from then, you'd be like, oh, I haven't heard back from Alex, guys. You know what? We've replaced Alex. And all of a sudden, what's that signal we get finally from, like, the, the SETI? Like, wait, we got, a, oh. we got a signal. It's just like... No, I would prefer you to run in, like, the end of the Super Mario Brothers movie, like, all geared up with a gun, like... You're never going to believe what happened. <laughs> Alex? See, my mind, I, I'm, I'm broadcasting an episode of Ram Jack on the other side, like from the planet I go to, like, hey guys, I'm Alex, and joining me today in Ram Jack Studio D is um, Kalutsu. Is Kalutsu. The warrior. Hey guys. Hey guys, I just want to let you know I made it through Brad, and Ram Jack's still going. Ah! Guess who's back? <laughs> They're all back. My demand is that we start the Knights Network. Knights Network, I like it. I'm back. In two universes. Boom. So, yeah, that's... Okay, look. So, yeah, Angie Harmon's not about this. No. And Guy's like, listen, uh, you'll learn to like it. It's cool. Uh, he's got, like, a guard with him, and he's basically going to force her to go through. Hasselhoff shows up. He's like, whoa, I don't know about this. He's still got his lead pipe slash torch. At this point, the gateway is open, and right. we see the other side. Yeah. Like, this is for real. This isn't a madman. Right. You think that he's going to force Angie Harmon to try to go through the thing. The guard kind of tries to fight with Hasselhoff for a second, and then he's like, oh, well, the portal's open. Let's go. Yeah. And, and they just leave. <laughs> no no real... No. No conflict, really, at all there. It's like, oh, I guess she's not going to come. All right. All right. Well, okay, I'm going to go meet the gods. Be cool. Whatever. They leave, and then, like, all the artifacts just kind of explode. And Angie Harmon's like, oh my gosh, can you believe this happened? This is so insane. Hasselhoff's like, ah, I don't believe any of this malarkey mummies and Egyptian nonsense. Um, Hasselhoff, you idiot. You have been bitch slapped by a mummy twice. I really thought at one point when he jumped at one of the mummies, he said, Valhalla! <laughs> like, seriously, I thought he said it. <laughs> um, so yes, he's been to Valhalla. He's, he's killed a fucking real-world Viking. And a real-world mummy. And a monster. <laughs> and aliens. I mean, dude. Like, so is he just trolling her? Like, I don't believe it. Baloney. He's just a, being a douche. He's just being a douche. He's like, I don't believe. I don't believe in curses. I don't believe in all this bullshit. I might believe in mummies. I was thrown around by a mummy. And she's like, ah, ha, ha. So you believe it? And he's like, nah, I don't believe in mummies. And then there's this, what do you think? Because we're always going to go back to the insurance Teague's people. going to want to know what was the insurance company's going to think. we got to tell Teague something. And, he's, and she's like, well, I guess they're going to be pretty pissed. He's like, well, we're going to have to, we're clearly going to have to testify. You can testify. I don't believe in any of this shit. Hasselhoff, <laughs> you dick. Do you remember that client that saved your life? She's the one that you need to testify for. Yes. You asshole lifeguard. You mean that bitch in the towel? Meh. Ah, uh, depends if she blows me or not. I gave her a rose and a fucking <laughs> bottle of water. She owes me. She owes me. What an episode. Alex, And it ends. It he ends. walks away as we're doing his abigail. And she's like, David. And then the clarinet dude comes in. Which I like to imagine, because you hear the clarinet through the music every once in a while. Uh -huh. At first I thought, are the, are the mummies playing a clarinet? <laughs> It was, guys, it's a treat. Fucking guys, get on this shit. It's a great, great show. This was a great episode. Another in a long line of great episodes. Guys, watch with us if you want. Indeed. Feel, please do um, yourself a Grant, service. I know we've only got two episodes of Saved by the Bell left, but I think we're going to replace Saved by the Bell with Baywatch Nights for the Halloween season. Yeah. And then we're going to finish up Saved by the Bell and move on to college years. So that's just a heads up. Then we'll have another Baywatch Nights next week. 
that's it's gonna be so fun. Indeed, so fun. <sighs> Alex, let's go backwards. Who won? And who lost? Mr. Belvedere. Oh, dude. <laughs> okay, it's easy. Wesley T won. Wesley T won in a big way. And I think uh, I think uh, I think the children. Paula, I think Paula. I was, I was gonna say the children lost. I, in general, because Heather's fucked up, because she's thinking she's slut shaming. Kevin's still fucked up, kind of. Heather lost. Heather lost. Oh yeah. Okay, yeah. Heather, Heather lost. Because we never saw Wesley Heather won. actually yeah. grow as a person. Okay, done. All right. Baywatch nights. Who won and who lost? Well, obviously the Egyptian curator won. <laughs> he won. He's going to the gods. <laughs> he's going. Also, to... so did Maskey. I don't know who that guy is, but he's going with the gods too. <laughs> you know who lost? The stupid monks that are still making Egyptian yeah, artifacts. Because they've already got what they needed. Why are they still making artifacts? They're it's almost like he just. They're gonna spend the rest of their lives being forced to make artifacts for no reason. Yeah. None's gonna help that. <laughs> oh, that sucks. Fuck them. I mean, yeah. they are screwed. They would have just kept. They would have died from starvation behind that bookcase if they hadn't found them. They're going to die from starvation. What happens when they run out of gold? What happens when they do kill over from starvation? I don't know. You think David Hasselhoff is just going to keep going and like picking up artifacts and like selling them on the black market? <laughs> hey, gotta make my money somehow. Angie, we got a good gig going on here. Well, listen. Now, when I see something, you know how much I'll... fish food I can buy with this money. <laughs> I think we're gonna get some more exotic fish into that fish tank. And you know, anytime I find something that I'm really interested to do, I jump in with both feet. So let's do it. Will you help me? Will you help me keep these people enslaved and making us Egyptian artifacts? Oh, good times! I cannot wait to watch more episodes of Nights. Uh, this is guys didn't know. I mean, I knew because I heard about it, but seeing is believing. As Angie show. Harmon would say to David Hasselhoff, "Seeing is believing." Indeed, and believing is seeing. <laughs> Check that dust. <laughs> Check that dust. Give it a listen. Bring that. Bring me the. Guys, thank you so much for listening to Ranjack. We've had such a blast. I hope you've had a blast listening to us. Um, there's lots of ways you can get in contact with us and tell us if you've had a blast. Yes. You can call us at 206-339-5894. BAM! Boom! You can visit our website, curiosityabounds.com forward slash ramjack. Contact us via... Oh, I gotta join that Facebook group. It's amazing. You can see uh, we post links to the episodes because uh, all the Belvedere and all the Saved by the Bell episodes are on YouTube for you to watch. At no cost to you. True. Um, Other than your time and your tensions and (laughs) all those giggles you're going to have watching them. All those yuck yucks. I never want to hear the word yuck yuck in my oh, life. Oh, those so yuck gross. yucks. You're going to get all the yuck yucks. Um, Ramjackpodcast at gmail.com. Hit us up on iTunes. Give us a call. Maybe mail us, but look for the address and make sure you get it right. But, she, but, you, but even if you do get it right, I don't know. Maybe you just address it to me personally. Kara, Brad Couples, uh, Ramjack Podcast, Kara, Brad Couples. I don't know. I don't know why that fucking letter got sent back. It shouldn't have been, because it doesn't matter who you address it to. It's the address that's important. Put care of Brad on there. I guess. Because I'm not attached to that, I guess, Yeah, it's it's my person. It's my personal P.O. box. But I don't know why. They shouldn't send anything back. Of course I, not. I think Florida Post Office just plays by different rules. <laughs> nope. Not delivering it. So, so sorry about that. They're... They're ripping the skin off of mice, and they're not getting your letters delivered. You want to try to send it again? Uh, Maybe we'll send you a poster as as recompense. Guys, you're going to want to... You're waiting for that poster? Wait just a little bit longer for me. You're going to get a quality poster. Um, I don't want to make any promises, but there may be a special poster for the people who were promised them to wait. Um, A certain variant of a certain... You know what? We'll pace ourselves, but if we get that letter from Florida, there may be a poster in it for you, maybe. Yes. Down the line, there'll be a really awesomely rebranded Ramjack poster for you. Listen, you send us something, we're going to send you something back. Yeah. 
Because that's what you expect hey, from that's us. That's how it works. Yeah. Uh, besides awesome podcasting. Yeah. And please, please for a better future. You'll get it, you're gonna get you're gonna get something from us and a plea for a better future. Yeah. Those are the two things. Yeah. Alright. No feedback, guys. Hey, what's, what's that, that about? about? <laughs> nice. Huh, indeed. I, I don't know I don't know what's happening with Alfio. I don't know what's happening in the freezer room. I what's happening in Squirrel Hell. Fuck. Whew. Squirrel Hell. Check in, please. Freezer yeah. room, check in, please. Um, where's the Canadian contingent? Where are you guys at? What's that about? What's happening? Did you get bombed or something? What's happening? Did somebody drone you? Let what us know. Uh, I'm kind of worried about Hordak and those ghost dicks. Hordak, where are you? Know what's up, where man? Where you at, buddy? It's Halloween, guys. Be careful. Ooh. Let us know what you're, what you're, what's your costume? What you're dressing up as? Oh, sweet. Are you dressing up as Teddy <laughs> Kermit? Can we have an online Ramjack Halloween party where we just post pictures of us in our Halloween costumes? Yes. On the Facebook group? Yes. I'm trying to think of a way to get everyone in active. Alright, yeah. Our Ramjack. Guys, real quick, impromptu Halloween costume, Ramjack party, no big deal. Just post your Halloween costumes, even your ideas, up on the Facebook group. Indeed. Or tweet them at us. Or tweet them at us. If you don't use Facebook, Jonathan. Jonathan. Weirdo. Maybe tweet it at us and maybe maybe we'll get it up on the Facebook group. I don't know. On a real quick aside on Halloween, I bought all three monster cereals at Kroger the other day. As did I. I was there with my roommate. Her name's Candy. We're not going to get into that again. Oh, my um, boards. Yeah, I saw them and thought, yep, getting them. I haven't opened them yet. I'm saving them for like the first, the last two weeks of October. And guys, remember, if somebody tries to force you to eat a Brussels sprout against your will, you just look them dead in the eye and say, Fuck you,